Welcome to another edition of Blah Blah Wrestling. Oh, how fun Roadblock was. That's what we're talking about today. And it's that time of the year. Award season! Oh, I love this time of the year. We're giving out our Blah Blah Bocchies for best and the worst of the WWE. Please don't tell uh, me that's the official name. The Bocchies? <laughs> I will no. leave if that is the official name. We have <laughs> I think it's already a thing. Oh, well... We well then it's it's off the table then. I we haven't made an official name for our award show, but it's just the best and the worst of WWE in 2016. We'll be talking about it in a little bit, but first we got to review Roadblock. Full panel on for today. Myself, Benny. We have Sean, Stephen, and Joe Bell. And guys, let's dive right into Roadblock because uh, there is a lot to talk about. And by a lot to talk about, I mean there's nothing to talk about. So uh, Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, and we're not even gonna do match by match because that's just how annoying roadblock was but uh what'd you like about roadblock and what didn't you like i know you say annoying i thought the show actually wasn't that bad um i thought the opening tag team title match was really good um i would be lying if i was if i said i expected that the new day were gonna lose the belts but uh but they put on a really good match because everyone was kind of thinking that new day might retain and uh, they, they had a lot of great near falls and everything. And it was a great opener. And then right after that, the crowd kind of died. And uh, but, almost immediately. But you know what? It's like the rest of the show wasn't bad. Like the um, the uh, Braun and Sammy match wasn't that bad. I mean, they kind of killed a lot of time with that, but it wasn't bad. Um, and then the uh, the Jericho Rollins match was kind of off a bit like it was it felt like a like a raw match like something you'd see in the main event of raw um, i think we have they, they probably have um and so that wasn't really all that exciting uh the cruiserweight title match was pretty much nothing it was short um the only thing notable was neville coming back and uh destroying the baby faces turning heel um to which the crowd was chanting let's go neville and they were thanking him which is odd, and they're still cheering for him, even though he's he's a heel. Uh, kind of strange. I thought the Iron Man match was pretty good. Um, I know some people were upset about the way that it got tied up at the end, um, but I don't really have a huge issue with that. Um, and I thought that the, uh, the, the, the storytelling in it was pretty solid, especially with the injury angle and everything. I'm not shocked that uh, Charlotte got the title back, um, but... Overall, I thought it was pretty good, and the main event was kind of boring up until the end where Jericho you know, finally came out and they did the DQ. And usually DQ finishes for a main event of a pay-per-view aren't ideal. I didn't have a big issue with it. It kind of like the show was like good to average, and like nothing really pissed me off about it. Well, I think that's my issue is that it was just such a kind of predictable show. I... I say annoying because it felt like a Raw, and a lot of these matches we've seen before on Raws. Uh, I'll say, I'll, I'll, I'll go next. I'll say what I liked about it was um, I like that the New Day lost their titles. I just wish that it was more monumentous. Um, I enjoyed Zayn versus Strowman. I, I fell asleep uh, halfway through the Cruiserweight match and woke up towards the middle <laughs> of the It was only six match. minutes, Benny. Like, <laughs> Whoa. Would you would you fall asleep for like a minute or so? <laughs> Probably, yeah. I mean, I didn't even, I didn't even catch Neville. I had to find out on Facebook that Neville returned, and then went back and rewatched Roadblock, and then you saw watched Neville the whole return. thing to see Neville. <laughs> Whoa! 
Well, yeah, I, I had I had to I had to taste I, I had to just go back and, and taste everything again and just see if it was if it was as bad as I thought it was. Neville returning, I really liked. Um, I understand it's kind of odd that they're they're cheering a man that literally went out there and just destroyed two baby faces that are supposed to be the top of the division. But uh, what does that say then against the, about the baby faces? Um, uh, the Charlotte Banks, uh, Charlotte Sasha match, I, I liked. Um, I, it was a good Iron Man match. I, I'm glad the the the, the, the feud's over. Um, and I felt like this was the appropriate match to end it. I guess uh, the psychology was good. The ending was a bit wonky. Uh, you have the you have the babyface uh, tap out, and the crowd kind of gets sucked out. The crowd is probably the worst thing about this pay per view. Is that it? Just the crowd didn't ruin the pay per view, but didn't make it any better. I think they and, were more lively than the what was it the Houston crowd in, at TLC or was that the Dallas crowd? I think it was was I think it was Houston. Yeah, wh- whichever Texas City yeah. it was that 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 was well, that, that was, was embarrassing. That would that was very bad. I'll agree with you on that. And uh, the main event was fine, but again, it, it felt like another Raw uh, where you know uh, Owens has a match with Reigns and then it, Jericho is inserted in. I'm fine with it, um, and that'll be reflected in the awards, uh, but. It just again, it felt like a raw. Nothing really happened, uh, and by far the worst part of it was uh, Rusev and Big Cass. Where is this going? Oh, because I didn't even talk it, about that. That's, that was really bad. But overall, I mean, I guess I should say I, I expected more, and uh, I, I'm paying the price for that. But uh, all right, let's move on to Steve. What'd you think about uh, Roadblock? I mean, it had enjoyable moments, but it felt kind of mad to me. I liked the, uh, I loved the match with. Uh, Cesaro Sheamus in the New Day. That ending was something new for me. That was a cool ending. That's not something you see very often. That was some cool uh, trickery that Sheamus and Cesaro pulled. Mm-hmm. Um, Cruiserweight match was eh. I enjoyed Neville coming out and going heel because that's a good use of him because he was literally doing nothing. Um, he, was back, a- he was back for a while and they just weren't using him. I was baffled yeah. by that. It was yeah, odd. Was, I mean, he was just like he had no draw, really. I mean, he... His his style is really cool, but I mean his character is just mad. Hopefully this well, his heel makeover will be better for him. We've seen on two hundred five live. If anyone's still watching, um, he is wrestling a different style too. So oh, cool. All right, he's going he's going all out. He's still doing the red arrow, but at least when he does it, he kind of like delays it a bit so that the crowd's kind of just like, oh, is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? Oh, okay. Um. The Iron Woman match, uh, my friends and I were really invested in because we we were hoping that they'd give Sasha a pay per view win, but of course no. <laughs> and now that feud, and now that feud is just done, so whatever. But I thought the match was good. It was a uh, it, it had me on the edge of my seat. Um, I Braun versus Sammy was good. I love I love seeing Braun, but I I and it was a good way to get Sammy a win without putting a pinfall on Braun and kind of derailing his momentum. But he but he didn't win. Like that, that's what I didn't understand. It's like, since when is a time limit draw decide a winner? Yeah, that was that was just, that was a strange stipulation. It's like, cool, you lived for ten minutes. Like, why did you win? Yeah, it's like it's like a, when it's like a football team ties in a game and then leaves the field like excited. It's like, oh, you dude, you didn't win. You tied. Exactly. And then as far as uh, Seth Rollins and Jericho is pretty good, and uh, uh, Kevin Owens versus. Uh, Roman was, it was okay until the end, and then you know, then we had a little Shield 2.0 reunion where they beat the <laughs> crap out of Jericho and uh, and Owens, which I which I kind of liked, but uh, yeah, it was okay show, it was all right. And Joe Bell, I didn't watch it, so instead I'm going to read the plot synopsis to Santa's Sleigh, starring Goldberg. Oh, 
Ready? Right. It turns out that Santa Claus, WWE superstar Bill Goldberg, is not really the sweet old fellow that we all know and love. In fact, he's a devil. And the only thing that's kept his bad side in check was a bet he lost with an angel. After a thousand years of playing nice, the bet is up and Santa is about to open up a can of holiday whoop-ass. The only glimmer of hope comes from an old man, Robert Culp, with a secret his grandson, Douglas Smith, and his... with a se- Oh, okay, hang on. This is worded very weird. Comes from an old man, Robert Culp, with a secret, his grandson, Douglas Smith, and his girlfriend, Emily DeRaven, from TV's Lost. Brace yourself for one really bad Santa bent on spreading holiday fear. See, what, oh my. Joba, what they didn't put on there was the fact that um, also also appearing in the movie is James Caan and uh, Fran, Fran Drescher, Fran Drescher and uh, Chris Kattan. In the, yeah, in the beginning, they're the, the family. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, then uh, Tiny Lister, Zeus, yeah. is in it too. He shows up too. Jobo, I love you. I love me too. <laughs> I love I, you. I, was, I literally, I literally was watching uh, at the the little bit of downtime I had at work. I was, I, I normally was do this. Santa just Slay? No, no, not Santa <laughs> Slay. But uh, Wrestling with Regret reviewed it. And oh, did they? I was just, I was just. They did. I think they did it a while ago. But I was, I was just playing it for background noise, and I'm laughing the entire time at the idea of it. And, and you do that. Uh, I, I just remember seeing it like a few years ago. But you like, saw it? Yeah, I saw it. It was really oh, bad. Oh my god. There's like a part where like Goldberg's like talking about like the poles aligning or something. It's like, well the poles are aligning and you got a thing and then it brings my me to kill you and like Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was like, funny it's... when he lit Fran Drescher's hair on fire though. That yeah, was I, I was well, I was gonna say the opening is very odd because what was it? They they open to like a uh, a, a family eating dinner. And it's just it's a weird family. There's I think there's what there's is there incest implied? I think in one I of the don't things. Remember, I, I, it's I just it's, remember. it's just a weird. And then he just comes and he busts through the chimney and kills everyone. And you're just like, okay, all right, we're in for a fun time. But yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so with that uh, roadblock, it, it was what it was. Um, I think my the the biggest issue I think I had with it was. No storylines were were really progressed that far, and I felt like on a pay per view they should have. But anyway, all right. Uh, with that being said, it is time for the most wonderful time of the year. Time uh, to play the, the game. Time to play the game. Dun-dun. Yes, it's time for the award show, the best and worst of the WWE in 2016. So cue the music. All right, guys, get your, get, your black, get, your, get your black ties on, get your suits on, and it's time to hand out some awards from uh, Blah Blah Wrestling for the WWE in 2016. Oh, snap. So the way this is going to work is, uh, we, uh, Sean, how, how is what's the outline of this? So basically, we have a bunch of categories uh, going down. It's um, we we and like you mentioned, we did this last year too. Um, we're gonna do uh, the best and worst of a certain category uh, each each one of us. And just to, to make it a, a little more fun, uh, I pulled up our picks from last year too, just to remind God. people exactly uh, who 
we uh, we gave our awards out to last year. So we'll be we'll be keeping up with that as we go down these awards. All right. I'm trying to find because I think I wrote my list down last year. I'll find it. Nah, you know what? Who cares? I have all your uh, picks right here, Benny. I could just <laughs> I'll tell you as we go along. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Trust me. <laughs> with that being said, all right, let's dive into our first category, which is the best female superstar in the WWE of 2016. So we'll start uh, with Steve. Well, hold Steve, on, hold who? on, hold on. Before we oh, do that. Yeah, sorry, no. Yeah, Sean, yeah. read the picks from last year. Uh, I just want to point out, uh, obviously they changed the name. Last year we, we called this category Best and Worst Diva, so that's no longer a thing anymore. Um, but as far as uh, who we picked last year, uh, it was a tie for most of us. Uh, both Benny and Jobo, you both said... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Benny and Steve oh. both said Sasha Banks. Um, yeah. I said uh, it was a tie between Sasha Banks and Bailey. And Jobo, you picked Becky Lynch. So let's see who we have for this year. All right. And with that, we are starting with Steve. Steve, did Sasha retain the award? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, you're giving it to Braun? Steve, that is not a woman. <laughs> okay. I had, to, I had to get that on my system. <laughs> but, uh,. I know I, I really had to I really had to think about this one. I really had to. Um, I mean, my love for Sasha is well documented on this show, and she is she is amazing. Um, she she her promo skills this year. I don't know. I don't know if they changed at all, but or if they just stayed the same and it got old. But every time she cuts a promo, it just feels very uh, just the same to me. I guess she goes with the whole, like, you know, I start from the bottom. I work and I, I'm the boss. It's like, okay, Sasha, I, I, I looked up to Eddie Guerrero and yeah, it's like, <laughs> we, we get it. You, you lie, you lie, cheat and steal. We get it. Um, I really, I had to think about it and this was hard for me to admit, but, uh, my, my best female superstar this year had to be Charlotte. She won me over. Yeah. I just, she puts on, she puts on consistent. She's put on consistently good matches. She's really come into herself as a heel and um she just she's really impressed me i i may not like her very much just the her character is like it's she does a good job as a heel and it annoys me but i mean that must mean she's doing a good job so i will give my best female superstar of this year to charlotte flair Woo! yeah i think that uh, we're gonna see that uh, the best female superstar is probably something that's gonna be somewhat repetitive um i'll go next uh, mine was Charlotte as well. I don't think you get any better uh, in terms of character work than what Charlotte's put in this year. Uh, even outside of that, physically, she's improved herself as well. 2016 has been a very good year for Charlotte. Um, she's been putting work in the gym. I, I know we 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 used to make a compliment, uh, a comment, or a lot of a lot of people online would make comments about the way her body looked. She's improved it. I, she has the look now. Of, a, of someone that can be a, a top-flight women's wrestler for a very long time, and she's putting in the character work to do it. Her promo skills are still a little bit shaky. Uh, this is a this is a category that last year seemed a little bit more uh, clear than it is this year. Um, but outside of maybe Asuka, I don't think uh, there is another female. Uh, maybe Sasha you could put there, but uh, no one's had quite the year as Charlotte. Uh, with that being said, all right, let's go to Jobo next. Uh, who'd you have for your female superstar of the year? All right, so yeah, I'm switching it up. Um, I did not pick Becky as much as I still, you know, really enjoy Becky. Um, I am going this year with Sasha Banks. 
Um, I, I feel like in this, you know, feud between her and Charlotte, um, I feel like Sasha is the one that connects with the people more. Um, and I get that, you know, Charlotte, her whole thing's a heel and she's supposed to, you know, create heat. But, you know, it's just there's there's still no connection, in my opinion. Sasha, I feel like connects. Yeah, her promos, you know, I think, you know, I, I think her heel stuff was a little better than, you know, kind of this face stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I still think, you know, in ring, she's good. I think she is a very hard worker who does not get as much credit from the company for being a really good worker. Um, and I, I, I just, she's really grown on me and, uh, that's why she's my pick for best female. I think the company is starting to see, or we're at least starting to see that the company can't write baby faces very well. And I, I, to, to Sasha's, uh, to your point about Sasha, I, and Steve's point as well. Sasha has definitely kind of suffered as a baby face, but apparently not enough to knock her off Jobo's list. All right, Sean, round us out with best female superstar of the year. Before I give my, (laughs) before I give my pick, I'd like to know more about this body shaming that you're claiming was going on online. I was, I remember seeing online. It was a picture of Charlotte in NXT, and I think this was early 2015. uh, And it was a picture of her posterior, and it wasn't very flattering. And then, of course, uh, there was another picture of her skinny, and. I remember seeing this on uh, Cage Cider. Uh, it's it's a it's a website with a lot of uh, it's rant. I think it's it's a website that basically reports on what other websites are saying. And I I, I graze over the rumors sometimes. And I, yeah. remember, I just remember it's, seeing it's, it's a clickbait site. It, it is clickbait. Um, but I, I graze over it. And then I go to I go to the Observer and just get my news from there. Um, but I just remember seeing like a lot of guys in this um, a lot of guys on this on this feed were just chewing Char- Charlotte out. And I don't know. I don't get it. I mean, she's always physically looked very good, in my opinion. I mean, when I say good, I mean she she looks physically fit. She looks like someone in the gym that definitely uh, can hold her own. And I just don't she understand. She was a WWE superstar. She was a personal trainer. Yes, and that definitely reflects in her figure. Uh, she's a beautiful woman, and I don't understand uh, why why they were doing this. Well, That's just she looks fine to me, and I haven't seen anyone talk about uh, her her some anything with her body or anything. So. I don't know. I don't. I don't know where that comes from. But um, I, I don't understand it either. But my pick is also going to be Charlotte. Um, she. I mean, she's had the best year of any women oh, wrestler, yeah. period, and that includes Asuka. Um, you know, she. She. Her. She's constantly getting better on the microphone. Um, you know, it's. She's. She's become a great heel character, and her. Her work in the ring has gotten better too. Like I. I remember last year we were talking about how. You know, she was still kind of green in there. Um, and she had her moments this year where, like, for example, dropping Sasha a couple times in the SummerSlam mm-hmm. match. But, Ouch. Yes. But on top of everything, I feel like she was the best worker and the best character in, in the female division uh, this year. So my pick goes Charlotte. And with that, we will move to uh, the worst uh, female superstar there now sean what were our picks from last year well, this is interesting because uh both jobo and steve said charlotte was their worst <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah i do year. i do have to apologize to charlotte i didn't really yeah, charlotte, like... i'm glad i'm glad she proved me wrong I, yeah just like ben and, and to to my cr- <laughs> <laughs> to what? my that credit was his catchphrase <laughs> To my credit, I was had been watching wrestling for six years, and I only knew Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky. Only six so, years, or six months? 
<laughs> That's six Holy years. Six, six years. Long years. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, my pick last year was uh, Brie Bella. And okay. uh, Benny, last year you had a tie between Brie Bella and Eva Marie. Deshaun, okay. you drove right out of the company. I know. Well, hopefully we'll we'll do this with our next one too. Good riddance, good riddance, bitch. All right, let's 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 uh, flip this in reverse order. Sean, who is your worst superstar of twenty sixteen? No contest. Nia Jax. She is the absolute worst. She feeling. Oh yes, she was brought up to the main roster. She's not ready. Uh, even in NXT, she wasn't ready. Um, she is very sloppy in the ring. She's had mm-hmm. three to four different finishers, and she botches all of them. <laughs> and she, there's a reason why she was taken off a of TV twice now to, I, I guess, to get better or do some more well, work or something. But Sean, but Sean, she's not like most girls. I don't give up. You know what? I, it doesn't matter. She, <laughs> she's garbage. She has she has shown no improvement whatsoever. Every time she comes out, she looks like she's scared to death. She, she's not convincingly scary in the least. <clears throat> she might be a nice person and everything, but she is not cut out to be a wrestler. I'm sorry. Like, Eva Marie shows me more than Nia, Nia Jax. I don't believe Eva Marie's actually wrestled in 2016. Yeah, she has. She has? Uh, WrestleMania. For- Oh, I forgot about that. Holy God, I forgot about that. But uh, Sean, to end it, uh, to end your point, I really feel like we need that Zoidberg clip of "You're bad, you should feel bad." Right after what Sean said. But uh, all right, let's bad. let's go from Sean to Jobo. Jobo, who's your worst female uh, superstar of 2016? My worst female superstar of 2016 is Dana Brooke. Oh. Uh, she has done absolutely nothing of of value to me. She gets called up, and I get, you know, they kind of, you know, Emma gets injured. They brought her up to be with Emma again. Um, Emma gets injured, so now what? Okay, you put her you put her with Charlotte. Okay, okay, cool. That's somebody she can learn with. She can be kind of this annoying little sidekick character. But she just stood there every promo. She just stood there and then, like, would talk, but not even into a microphone. Um, she would just, you know, stomp around and, you know, bang, flail her arms around and just, just wooed whatever Charlotte wooed. on ropes. <laughs> she just, she's messed up. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, okay, well maybe they're, hopefully they'll go in a route. Maybe she's more of a manager, like annoying manager. But then, wait a minute, managers have to talk. She doesn't talk. She doesn't do anything. She has, oh, okay, cool. She's, you're going to put her in a little feud with Bailey. Okay, what are they going to do? Oh, they're arm wrestling. Okay, they're arm wrestling. That's cool. Um, okay, she loses, of course. Uh, doesn't help Bailey in the slightest at all, uh, that little that little feud there. Um, okay, now she's going to join them at Survivor Series as the female's mascot. Okay, but she she just banged her hands on the, on the ring the whole time, and it was very distracting. Um, I couldn't pay attention at certain points because I, all I could see was just, you know, the whole time. <laughs> very aggravating. And now she's not even doing anything. So, you know, good, good job. Um, good job there. You, you know, this was a hotly contested uh, 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 award for me because there has been there is for all the good women's wrestling there has been and there's been a lot of it. Uh, there's been a lot of bad women's wrestling in, in 2016, probably a little more than there was in 2015. Um, it, it, there's also been some improvements as well. Uh, I think for the longest time I had Dana Brooke slash Naomi here, 
uh, just because I, I looked at Naomi and I was like, eh, God, she's just not doing anything for me. But I, hands down, I, to me, it's Dana Brooke. I, I understand your point, Sean, about Nia Jax. I get it. But Dana Brooke, I'm, I, I remember this very clearly. She did, she was doing, uh, what was it? Uh, she slapped Charlotte one raw or something like that. But the entire time she had a smile on her face. Like she couldn't, she couldn't keep a straight face. She can't do anything. She can't wrestle well. Uh, she can't talk well she can't get the psychology of wrestling down she's not a good actress uh, the only thing that she can do is that she is just something very pretty to look at unfortunately in 2016 in the women's division that does not fly i would have said eva marie but eva marie you can count on one hand the amount of matches she's had in 2016 she hasn't been exposed and i've actually kind of enjoyed uh, before she got suspended the 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 tease character that she had where she would be like oh i'm gonna wrestle no i'm not I'm going to do this, and no, I'm not. I kind of like that. I was like, okay, you're building up. You're making me want to see her wrestle. I don't want to see... When I see Dana Brooke, I, I turn my TV off. I, I skip through the highlights. I skip through the pay-per-view. I don't want to watch her wrestle because she can't... Her moveset's bad. She's bad, and she should feel bad. You know what, though? The only reason why you picked Dana Brooke is because she... You 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 would you wouldn't pick Nia Jax because she hasn't been in a prominent role on television. Well, there's a reason for that. At least they have some some confidence, and a little bit I, of confidence, to put Dana Brooke in that role. And regardless I, of how bad she is, at least she's in that role. No, no. Nia Jax no, I, isn't even given that opportunity. And I, I I get your point. I understand your point. But I it's for me it's more more of a of a death by exposure with with Dana Brooke is that oh just they, wait Nia is going to be exposed with Sasha. And you know what? And you know what? Maybe in 2017, Nia Jax will win my worst super female superstar of the year maybe and and if she does well mark it here this that's you, you understand that the the predictions uh, solidified you got one of the ca- categories for next year but right now dana brooke to me is just everything about her is just terrible just terrible but all right let's round this out with steve steve are, are you making it a trifecta on dana or are you going uh, two and two, and you're going to side with Nia Jax here. Or are you picking a mystery person for your worst female superstar of 2016? Uh, this this one was uh, I had to think about this one a lot too. Um, my uh, Nia Jax and uh, Nia Jax and Dana Brooke were definitely in my top. Um, I almost picked Carmella, but lately her <laughs> promos against Nikki lately her promos against Nikki Bella have been really entertaining me because she's been like. Like she, when she was saying like like uh, last week on SmackDown about she was afraid that all the silicone in Nikki's boobs leaked up to her brain, I was like, "Damn!" So <laughs> <laughs> she's not the worst <laughs> thing ever. No, no she's her, not. She's, she's not. enjoyed she's enjoyed a, a revival from a heel character. She's played the heel character rather well. Yeah, but so after much deliberation, I do have to agree with Sean. Uh, Sean Nia Jax is just like everything bad in the women's division. Like she has nothing going for her. Like yeah, she's a big woman which is cool because they don't have that. But, I mean, she's a terrible big woman. She's just not ready, and she's terrible to watch. And like Sean said, there's a reason they're keeping her off TV because, good Lord, woman, get, some, get, to, get it together. Like, Christ, you're, you're related to The Rock. Come on. You know what's so, funny? What? You know what's funny? Because I, I downloaded uh, the, what, what are they calling it, the NXT pack on the, the 2K17 game. And yeah. Nye comes in that, and... Most people on the game, they have two finishers and two signatures. Naya has one finisher and one signature. And, <laughs> and that's it. 
And what is the finisher they believe that she has? A leg drop, which she used oh, a couple times. Um, one of one of the only finisher that she used to use, and this is actually an NXT finisher. She hasn't used the leg drop in in uh, on the main roster. Uh, one of the only finishers she didn't botch. <laughs> maybe maybe she should try to mess up a good thing then. Keep using that, Nia. Oh God. I- you know what? I think I think I get what you and Sean are saying, Steve. That she needs to be like most girls. Yeah, she does. She needs to wrestle better. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? To 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 clear our tastes of the worst female superstar of 2016, let's move to the best feud of 2016. There have been some good ones. There have been probably a little more bad ones than than good ones. But all right, let's start with the best feud of 2016. Now, Sean, what was our best feud of 2017? Well, last Whoa. year... Or 2015, 2015, 2015, sorry. <laughs> uh, last year, we had a tie between uh, Benny and Jobo. You both took uh, Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. Um, yeah. Steve, you went John Cena versus Kevin Owens. And yeah. uh, I chose last year Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens from NXT. That was the wise choice. So let's see what we got this year. All right, let's start with... Uh, Steve, let's start with Steve. We'll, 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 we'll do uh, Steve, me, Jobo, Sean. That'll be the snake way we'll do it. All right, Steve, what was your best feud of 2016? Oh, man, my best feud of 2016. Uh, this, there, was, there was a lot of good stuff going on this year for me, personally. I like a lot, I liked a lot of the stuff that they did. Um, but the one that still stands out to me, that has to stand out to me, is uh, Cena and Styles. That constantly, constantly impressed me. And... Uh, just, just to see, like, I mean, I, I know, like, I know, like, it's like wins and losses don't really mean a lot, but just like, just for Cena to like pass the torch, not pass the torch because he's still around, but just to give like Styles the re- the respect he's due, and also just to help him along from like a storyline perspective was really impressive to me to see, like, because it wasn't like they had these super close matches. The one match, Styles was wrestling circles around Cena, and it was insane, and um. I just the, the storytelling there was so good, and you know Styles and you know the whole hashtag beat up John Cena thing was hysterical. That that was so funny, and uh, I just I really enjoyed that feud. So definitely for me, it was uh, Styles and Cena. You know, very few times in Cena's career has he been, I want to say, dominated in a match. I, I the only other time I can remember was uh, Brock Lesnar returning. And Wait, because it's Brock, just, yeah. Just squashing Cena. I, 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 what was the pay per view for that? That they had that. That was at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. That's the only other time I can remember Cena getting getting outclassed. Now, granted, that was Brock, and it was a different type feel. But no, I understand. That's a good feud. Um, my best feud of of twenty of twenty sixteen is, is one that carries from from Sean's uh, from twenty fifteen. Uh, Zayn versus Owens. Now it ended kind of odd because they say that it's done. It would have made more sense for Zayn to be on SmackDown, but for me, uh, psych- psych- uh, the psychology of the feud, the matches, uh, it, it, there's this is a this is a feud that's that runs about as deep as they can come. And for me, uh, that in of itself was just the, it, that to me is the best feud of 2016 and the one that I want to go back and watch. Uh, I just again, I really do wish. And what could have made it ap- what could have made it perfect is if on on the draft night. Zane goes to SmackDown, so their battleground match means something a little more than what it did. But uh, to me, that's the best feud of, of 2016. All right, uh, Jobo, what did you think was the best feud of 2016? 
I do have to give a special shout out to Zayn Owens um, because that was a feud that like even when they were in like that there was like that fa- what if I recall that Fatal Four Way it was like the two of them Cesaro and the Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, like the feud would carry over into that, the feud would carry over into tag matches. It would it would carry over into like a little bit of everything. So you know, th- that which is how a feud should be. You know, not always okay. Zayn Owens at this pay per view, and then Zayn Owens at that pay per view, and then that pay per view. You know, there's other things yeah. going on, and that keeps yeah, they, popping they, its ugly head up. They ran it through a couple other vehicles. Yeah, right. Um, so a special shout out to that. But I do have to agree with Steve. Uh, AJ versus Cena. Uh, great feud. Um, I think, you know, it was a great way to, you know, really usher in this 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 new place that WWE's in with the, you know, like bringing in talent from Japan and bringing in international talent. It's this it's this new thing now. So you know, doing that and having AJ go over in this feud was a big deal. Um, I thought it was it, had, it used the club to a very good place um, as opposed to where they are right now. Um, you know, having them kind of interfering in matches here and there, um, I, I really liked it, and uh, I, I just thought it really brought out some really good stuff with Cena. Uh, reminded people that Cena can be good, um, so I, I, that's why I have picked Cena Styles as my best feud of the year. And Sean, round us out, best feud of 2016. Uh, I'd like to give an honorable mention to AJ and Cena. Um, but unfortunately, uh, I'm going to have to say again, uh, just like last <laughs> year, uh, Owens and Zane as the best feud. Um, Jebo, you were mentioning about how they weren't doing just the same match over and over again. Uh, you failed to mention the WrestleMania match, the ladder match that they had together. Oh, yeah, that's right. Sami Zayn cost Owens the Intercontinental title. Um, yeah, and it was just, it was a great back and forth feud where they didn't necessarily have to be one on one against each other the entire time, and it was it's a feud that was had been spanning years, and mm-hmm. you know we're talking not even WWE NXT, we're talking Ring of Honor. So you know it just the fact that they finally it all culminated into a great match at the end. Um, you know, it, granted uh, the AJ Cena feud was good, and it seems like it might be continuing maybe. Um, I, this was a, a great way to end the, uh, Owens and, and Sami Zayn feud. Um, but also I'd like to say, uh, I don't think there were that many great feuds this year. That's just me. No. I, I thought, and I, it goes to show you how we're all kind of picking the same two. I don't think there was that many great ones this year. Yeah. I, again, uh, we're going to have a lot more for worst of. Um, I was I wasn't gonna put Reigns Styles here, even though I think that that was just, that was a solid feud. That was more built off of some very good matches. Um, eh, Jericho Owens isn't quite finished yet, and outside of that, I mean, that's not a feud. They haven't feuded. Well, it, it, I, you're right. I, it's it's building towards a feud. Um, it, just Triple H versus Reigns. I mean, if okay, that was garbage. If, <laughs> oh, that was terrible. Um, but if, if, if let's say Rollins doesn't get hurt and let's say they end up, they move the Rollins triple H feud to last year. And that's what we get at WrestleMania, not Reigns versus triple H. Then I would have possibly said Rollins versus triple H could be there. But I think, I think the, the Rollins injury definitely screwed a lot of things up. And I, I, I don't want to say that it screwed up the feud of the year, but it, it, it reflected, it could have given us a different option. It's hard to say. I mean, like yeah. you could look on paper and be like, "Oh, that should be a great feud," and then they do something dumb with it. You know, it's it's hard to to really say. 
I mean, that we'll see. Uh, I, again, I still have my have my issues with the the Rollins Triple H feud right now because again, it, it, he's not a he's not playing the correct baby face. As in, he's he just doesn't like they picked someone else. It's not it's not if he's regretful of his decision and he just wants to get revenge for the people. It's that he doesn't like that they picked someone else. That he's no longer the guy. And to me, I can't sympathize with a baby face that's that thinks that way. That's just me. All right, let's move to worst feud of 2016. Sean, what were our picks for this last year? These are some interesting picks from last year. Uh, no one agreed on this one. Um, Jobo, your worst feud from last year was the League of Nations. Uh, oh, my God, I forgot that was a thing. Against <laughs> uh, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, and the Usos. Holy God. Yeah. Only two of the members of the League of Nations are even still around. Um, Steve, you gave an honorable mention to Dolph Ziggler and Rusev, but uh, your official pick was Randy Orton versus Sheamus. Um, <laughs> Benny, your pick last year was Dolph Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze. Ooh. So, yeah, I forgot that was a thing. <laughs> um, I had an honorable mention last year for Charlotte against Paige, but my official worst feud <laughs> from last year was Dolph Ziggler versus Rusev. God, I forgot. Oh, I forget. Dolph Ziggler versus Tyler Breeze. Yeah, I don't even that think one Cole month needed... feud was the worst. <laughs> that, that to me, that was just because it was dumb. It didn't go anywhere. God, I completely forgot about that. All right, <laughs> um, Sean, what is your worst feud of twenty? Actually, you know what? I, I'm going to elect to go last on this one because I oh, okay. I highly doubt anyone has my pick for the worst feud. All right, then we'll skip the snake and we'll go to Steve. Steve, what was your worst feud of twenty sixteen? Man, there was a lot of ample uh, choice for this <laughs> for this category. Uh, I like, I mean, there's just so much stuff that went on. Like, it was almost overwhelming. Like, I just couldn't like narrow it down. But one of the ones that just really, really stood out to me, just because of how pointless and terrible it was, I will have to go Darren Young versus The Miz. <laughs> it was like, what the hell? Like, it was so quick and not long, and it was just like, what are we doing? Like Bob Backlund can't take his shirt off; he's falling down. Gonna <laughs> have a heart attack. Like what's what is it, happening? It, 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 it ended at SummerSlam in a DQ. And no, it no, just, no, it Battleground. Was, Battleground yeah, in a DQ. Okay, Battleground in a DQ. So, it, like, it wasn't the longest feud, sure, but it was just so pointless and dumb, and so much went wrong with it that it stayed in my mind. So you know what? That is mine. And yeah, I'm re- staying by it. Remember, Darren Young <laughs> got that title shot from a battle royal where he didn't do anything. I do. That's what I'm talking about. This whole thing I, is nonsense. I remember. I remember us sitting there going, "Wait a second. Why not? Why is it that Zack Ryder is going after the U.S. title when he has beef with the Miz because the Miz took it off him? So should oh, Zack Ryder be going after yeah. the IC and then Darren Young go after Rusev? It, it just didn't make any sense. The only fun thing from that or funny moment from that feud, other than Bob Backlund trying to take his shirt off. The only like funny moment for me that came out of that feud was draft night when there was like a, a tag match, Darren Young and Zack Ryder versus Rusev and The Miz. And it was it didn't even have anything to do with Darren Young or The Miz. It was Rusev like trying to go after Zack Ryder and every time he go, Come here, Ryder, come here. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, I agree with you on the worst feud of 26, uh, 2016. I do want to send an honorable mention shout out to Darren Young and Titus O'Neil 
Oh no! Oh, oh, the only, oh God! The only thing that looked <laughs> that strong, only that thing hurts. that looked strong, the only thing that looked strong in that feud was the microphone, because apparently Titus O'Neil can't handle the microphone. <laughs> oh no! So uh, there we go, Jobo. What was your worst feud of 2016? Your your honorable mention is my uh, my pick. <laughs> um, go anywhere. Uh, it, it, you know, it, it it came it came up out of nowhere. Really, it really did. Like, wh- where what was the start of that? It like, was uh, Titus was like, they... uh, wh- why are we making Darren Young great again? He was never great to begin with. But okay, well, were they a tag team at some point before that? Yes, for like yes. A match? yeah, I, I know they. I know back in the day they were, but like right before this feud, did they oh, like reunite no, no. or anything? Oh, actually, I think they did. Yeah, they did briefly. I, See, it was so unforgettable that we don't even know the start of this feud. And was I don't I don't even think there was a resolution to it. I think it just kind of stopped. Yeah. I, I think Darren Young started, you know, hanging out with Bob Backlund. And then uh, Titus O'Neil uh, started the Titus brand. And, and it just kind of ended. Okay. Hello. Goodbye, feud. Uh, I, I, thanks, I guess. I also, also want to point out Darren Young has not been on TV since that feud yeah, he was just on this monday oh he was yeah he was in the uh what, what were they calling it the segment with with enzo what was it called uh, oh, the, uh, uh, the what was sensitivity it? training sensitivity yeah, training sensitivity yeah him and bob backland oddly really? enough they were in there for the same reason that enzo was for exposing Walking themselves oh what are they oh, doing wow. showing their wieners to each other <laughs> Hey, hey, Bob, let me see yours. And Bob just gives him the, the chicken wing. <laughs> <laughs> and Sean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating a really good one, because if yours isn't the same as ours... It is not. It won't, it okay, won't be. I, then I knew what, it wouldn't be. What is this feud? Well, I have some honorable mentions first. Um, okay. Oh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple. Um, <laughs> my first honorable mention goes to Dolph Ziggler and Baron Corbin. Who, oh, who yes, okay. had a feud uh, on literally the pre-show, uh, and they just wouldn't show up on TV. They would just wrestle on the pre-show for months. This was going on, no real reason why. Just it just kept happening, um, and it was pointless. And it's funny how they just did that match again on SmackDown. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, my other honorable mention goes to Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt. Um, <sighs> The fact that they did all this goofy stuff with with Randy and Bray, Randy just like becoming a uh, a video editor and like going upside down, <laughs> and then locking Bray in like a storage containment, and he just disappears. Uh, Randy Orton being backstage in the boiler room, and Eric Rowan like, like stalking Rowan. him, and then he locks him in. The, the I'm like, what is, what is all this? And then him joining the Wyatt family was random as hell. It's it's it was awful. Um, but my actual pick for worst feud of the year, we go all the way back to WrestleMania time because okay. the worst feud from last year was the Undertaker versus Shane McMahon with Vince McMahon. Oh my God! Yes. This <laughs> okay. This was by far the worst feud. Not only did it not make sense, so you have Shane McMahon come back, and he's the, the baby face. We're going to have him face the ultimate baby face in The Undertaker at WrestleMania, the guy no one wants to see lose at WrestleMania. 
We're going to have him face him. And, and if he beats The Undertaker, he gets full control of the company. Great. Uh, Undertaker comes back. Why am I wrestling for you, Vince? Vince goes, well, if you don't wrestle for me, you will have to retire. Oh, okay. I guess that's going to happen. Uh, but I'm still pissed at you. So I'm going to attempt to choke slam you. And then you're just going to awkwardly flail out of the ring. Um, Shane McMahon <laughs> is just going to... Shane McMahon's going to give me an elbow drop from from the top through the announce table for no reason. Uh, and then we're going to have the match. Uh, I'm going to beat Shane. But then at the end of the day, he still gets control of the company. Hmm, that's weird. That stipulation made no sense. In fact, they didn't uh, uh, honor any of that stipulation. And now nope. Shane McMahon is the uh, commissioner for SmackDown. So after Literally, all that... <laughs> all that feud accomplished was, a, was one highlight... In a, in a WrestleMania package, and that's Shane jumping off the top of but a Hell in a Cell. Regardless of that, the whole point of the feud the was if Shane wins, he gets control of the company. If he loses, Undertaker retires. Neither of those things happened. He still got control <laughs> of the company, and Undertaker will be at WrestleMania this year. They have, it's like, they, 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 like they've acknowledged it since. But they just they don't acknowledge any of the of the of the other stuff. And it's then just the, like, the oh, reason the reason why he was because he, he was given control of Raw after WrestleMania simply because Vince didn't want to be staged up by Shane. And instead of being like, oh, so yeah, think you can do a good job, then go ahead. Totally going uh, back on the entire stipulation of the match just because he came out and, and, and got a good reaction from the crowd. Unbelievable. He, I completely, I, I, I don't want to say I completely forgot about that, but I, I was not thinking of that when I thought of worst feuds of the year. But, sh but Sean, damn it, I, I want you to just tell me more horrible things about WWE's history. We need a show like that. But anyway, all right, let's move on to uh, again, clear our palettes and move on to something better. <coughs> the, the best NXT call up of 2016. Now I don't, I don't believe we had a, a category for this last year, did yes, we? Yes, we did. We did. Um, oh, we did. Okay. In fact, everyone picked Kevin Owens last year. <laughs> that, that, was an, that was an easy pick. <laughs> yes. All right. So, Sean, who was your best NXT call-up of 2016? All right. Um, I'll give an honorable mention to Alexa Bliss. Um, oh, really? Yes. I, feel, I think she's done great since she's been up. She has been the best uh, women wrestler on SmackDown uh, since mm -hmm. the brand split. Uh, her promos have been very consistent, and she's getting better in the ring, so I'll give her an honorable mention. However, my pick for the best NXT call-up is Finn Balor. Uh, even though he did get hurt uh, fairly early on, uh, he was pushed as a big deal, and you know he even with a torn labrum and a separated shoulder, he still put on a pretty good match with uh, Seth Rollins. And I feel like people were ready for the character, and they did a great job introducing him you know they drafted him really high in the draft i believe he was number five overall mm -hmm. um and they you know he they he won against roman reigns he beat roman reigns which a lot of people can't say that they've done and he went on to one of the main events of SummerSlam until he got hurt and to me that's the perfect way to call someone like him up to the main roster so that's my pick uh, joe bo who was your best nxt call up of 2016 uh yeah i guess you know, props to Finn Balor, really. Um, I, he, you know, right in the beginning, and it was unfortunate 
you know, that he did get hurt. Um, but, you know, I, I'm sure if he stuck around, he was going to do some great things. And I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do when he comes back. But for me, my pick is actually Alexa Bliss. Um, post-draft, I think she was the only NXT call-up post-draft that was actually given great things to do, like, right off the bat. Like, you know, after that first pay-per-view, she got the, um, you know, the number one contender spot. Um, since then has been a, you know, a great few or great uh, antithesis or antagonist or whatever you want to call it for Becky. Um, and I think she's a, she's a great champion um, right now, you know, only being, you know, champion for a little bit, but you know, just how she is. She, she just, she's just so cold and that's what I want out of a heel. I want to see somebody who is cold and mean, um, and, but she still like gets, is able to get a reaction out of the audience, but still kind of keep her cool and keep going with it. And I really respect that. And I am very excited to see her move her way up the uh, the women's division and continue to do great things into the future. Uh, you, you make great points, Jobo, about Alexa Bliss. Sean, I, I want to go back to your point about Finn Balor. Um, I, I, teeter, I, I was teetering on making him the call-up. And, and, of course, they've kept, it, they've kept my uh, interest peak. In turn, like I'm, I'm playing myself as someone that only watches Raw. Uh, I, I don't. I watch everything. But if I'm someone that only watches Raw, and you see this, this guy Finn Balor come in, you hear about the Demon. Um, I don't believe they debuted the Demon correctly. Um, I would have maybe have liked to have seen them debut it at the pay per view versus what they did. But I understand. I get why they did it. They wanted to test it. I get it. Um, uh, unfortunately for me, it's the injury has definitely kept him back. Though he had a great start. And I really, really think that he he has a good potential to be a rookie of the year uh, on, on on WWE. I, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if you know if they're gonna have an award show this year. And then they usually do. I I don't believe they have a Slammys scheduled. No, there's no. They said they already said there's no Slammys this year. Oh well, nah, that's that sucks. But so who um, who, who can you do better with? I I'm I'm saying Alexa Bliss. I in terms of consistency. Uh, she has been very consistent. She's been there. Um, again, it's just the injury for Finn. Uh, for me, I, I, I wanted I wanted to see more so badly. And I'm not. I hate to use an injury to pre- to prevent a guy from getting something, but in this instance, it, it's a giant chunk of 2016 for Finn is missing, and that's a that's an important chunk for me. It was close, but one of the things that Jobo you, you failed to mention about Alexa Bliss is her her expressions are probably some of the oh, best. Yeah. She does the best facial expressions. The, she has the best body language. Uh, she sells things uh, and, and promos physically. Uh, it, she's so good at that. And that's such a small, minute detail that people sometimes miss on her. Is that she, she is very good at selling things with her face. Um, and she does a great job at that. You yeah, know, so Alexa Bliss is... I, I will say, in defense of my pick... Um, Look at the way that Alexa came up, and look at the way Finn came up. Alexa was a late round pick. I don't. She yep. might not even been on the, on the TV version, um, but she wasn't used on SmackDown until that Backlash show. Finn came up immediately, pushed to the main mm-hmm. event. You know, it's it's a shame that he got hurt and everything, but she like if you watch those first episodes of SmackDown after the brand split, she was she barely was on them. She was barely yeah. on them. It wasn't until they did that that introduction of the <clears throat> women's title where she started getting more involved. So just my point is that she, from the beginning of her call up, I feel they handled Finn better than, than Alexa. Oh, oh no. They, they, Finn, Finn from the get go is a superstar. And to me, when Finn comes back, 
He is he is going to he's going to be main eventing WrestleManias. Um, I, I think I think we're we are on the verge of seeing uh, an Undertaker type character with Finn. I really do. I think Finn is going to be the defining character because the one thing I think we get with Finn is that demon, and I really really hope they explore the demon character of Finn Balor a little a little better and a little more when he comes back because that's something that can relate to a lot of people the yeah. inner demon inside of us. Just imagine uh, if he had light lightning powers. Oh my oh. god. Or if he had the ability to, to walk through walls or, or 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 disappear on a on a snap of a finger, oh my, oh man, that would be amazing. But no, uh, Finn Finn is Finn is a character I, I think that has a lot of potential. But for me, I mean Alexa Bliss has been the, the the darling of the draft. I mean she is the reason why she's given me a reason why they when they do do another draft next year if they if they do do one, um, do so do pay, do do Shut up, if Joe they Rose. do. If they do end up, if they do end up performing or, or, or scheduling another one, to watch that later round because you never know what gem can pop up late round. And Alexa Bliss has been that. Uh, Steve, round us out. Best NXT call up twenty sixteen. Do do. Okay, do do. Do do do. Is that Paige? Paige, you're not in this. You're not in the best NXT call up of 2016. I'm sorry. I'll show one. He got called up real nice. But uh, you know, I I had to think about this one too. Um, but I it it just came back to me. Is it had to be Finn? Finn is Finn is just he's such a great wrestler, and it's a shame he got hurt and stuff. He just has so much going for him, and. The thing that really impressed me was just like with how things are today in wrestling, like kayfabe is essentially dead. Like there's no mysticism about stuff anymore. The basic fan knows that like backstage things are laid out and you know, it's not fake, but the ending is predetermined. Um, so to pull off something with his character, like the demon King in a, in a, in a, a day and age like today is pretty incredible because it's hard to believe that, you know, this guy has an alter ego that comes out to wrestle and, you know, he crawls out from the depths of like of hell or whatever, but he pulls it off and he does it well. And it's believable. And when I watch it, it's like, no, this is like an utterly different being. And I can buy into it and be like, Oh no, that's not Finn. It's the demon. And, uh, it's just, to me, that was really, that's really cool. Cause like I said today, this day and age, you know, you don't have like, you know, Kane was burned on 98% of his body, so he has to wear a mask and a suit, so, you know, to hide his burned skin. Or, like, you know, Taker is the vengeful spirit of a dead man who comes back to that. Like, back then, that stuff, you know, you could sell, like, that was believable back then because Kayfabe was alive. But today, it's just, it's not, it's not as alive. So for him to pull off a character like that, I find pretty impressive. So he is definitely my, uh, he's definitely my best NXT caller. Yeah, they did that. They've caught lightning in a bottle with Finn Balor's demon character. All right, let's move on to worst NXT call up of 2016. Uh, Sean, what were our worst NXT call ups in 2015? Again, another clean sweep. Everyone picked Tyler Breeze last year. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I, I get the feeling it might be a clean sweep this year, but uh, Steve, who was your worst NXT call up of 2016? Nia Jax. Nia Jax. <laughs> Nia Jax, Nia Jax, and Nia Jax. I have nothing else to say about it. Enough said. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, for me, it's the vaude villains. Uh, they have go. They went from being kind of. Uh, I mean, from the get go, I think we kind of all expected them to to to, to flutter and, or not to flutter, but to 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 be flat. And they've they've fallen pretty flat. 
They are barely used, if ever used. So they're, they they're on the I ascension feel, level now. They don't even get an entrance anymore. Ascension is is looks better than them. Like they, I, are, I, they are they are in a, they are in a place we haven't seen before. Jobo, worst NXT call of 2016. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Benny here. The Vaud villains. Um, they had this little tiny push, if you could even call it a push. You know, uh, winning that tag team tournament to fight the New Day, and I feel like. The the Enzo incident really <laughs> did not help them whatsoever. Um, if anything, I think it really killed their momentum. Um, and they're just a, they're just an act that's that just no one in the audience really understands. Um, that it, it's it's not over. Uh, I agree. The Ascension looks better. At least like the Ascension, they're trying to do something different with like the face paint and stuff. But like the Vaud villains, like Aiden English has has a little bit of a more of a beard now. Okay, cool. Ooh. But yeah, <laughs> intimidating. Wow. Um, real manly man. But it, it it's just they they every time they came out, you could just tell the audience just didn't care. And and for good reason. They they just aren't over. Um that and yeah, they're my they're my pick. They're getting the worst kind of reaction. They're not being booed. They're not being cheered. Just people sit there and go, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, don't forget they debuted on SmackDown back when it was a B show. Like they weren't. It was before yeah. the brand split when no one watched. Oh yeah, just they're falling flat on all levels. Sean, is is that your worst NXT call up of 2016? No, in fact, I have a tie for my worst okay. uh, call up for uh, for uh, NXT. Um, Nia Jax, obviously, we've gone over this <laughs> awful. Um, but tied with Nia Jax, Apollo Cruz. Um, really yeah no i'm fine with i agree with that i'm fine with that what yeah he they, they brought him up they he what did he do he didn't do anything like he was barely on tv after he got called up he had that one SummerSlam match with the miz that was it and now he's back mm-hmm. to being nothing um even though he just had another title match but it was a glorified squash match um he's just he's not clicked with really anything that he does i mean he's a good oh. worker uh, you know, he can put on good matches, but he literally has no character. He's just oh, yeah. he's just a happy go lucky babyface guy. I can't tell you anything about him other than the color of his skin and he he just and he, he could do flips. That that's all you know about him. And to me that's that's not a good thing. Um and they've done nothing with him and uh, he's also ha- he's done nothing to improve himself as far yeah. as uh, charisma, um, Mike skills, all that stuff. So he he he's in the same category as Nia Jax, which is scary to think about. But to me, I don't I don't know if that's worse. I mean, Nia Jax definitely you could argue is worse than the Vaude villains. I get that, but Apollo Cruz worse than the Vaude villains? He came up out of nowhere. He wasn't ready because he was on NXT for a couple months, and then they brought him up to the main roster. They did. They didn't even have time to use him on NXT to develop his mic skills or his promos or anything like that. They just brought him up, just really quick, and clearly that didn't that didn't help because he has no character still. I, I remember hearing a rumor. Isn't he Shane? He's in good with Shane, isn't he? Or uh, Shane. Shane really likes him or something. I. I don't know. I don't know. I've, I've never that? heard that. No, I don't know. I, I thought I saw some. Lars or heard something about that. Was it the same people who were body shaming Charlotte? No, no, I just remember hearing about it. All, no, never mind. Uh, I'm just, I'm shocked by the Apollo Crews thing. I just can't believe it. All right, uh, let's move on to most improved 
uh, of 2016. But first, Sean, uh, recap 2015 for us. Who's our most improved? <laughs> oh, you jumped the gun there, Steve. Oh. Damn it, Steve. Uh, last year, uh, Jobo, you didn't pick this category. Um, right. Steve, you went with Roman Reigns. I think you'd. I'm sorry. You should I'm apologize sorry, for everybody. that. I'm sorry. Uh, Benny. I was, up, I was caught up in the current moment. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, well, uh, Benny, you had John Cena. Um, Okay. And uh, last year I took Corey Graves. Uh, so uh, my pick for this year, uh, Steve, if you, if you don't mind. Corey uh, Graves. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hold on. <laughs> me, me and Steve both have the same pick. So we're just going to both talk about Braun Strowman for, for a minute. Um, yeah. This guy last year couldn't do anything in the ring he oh no. he had that horrible horrible tag team match with the him with the wyatts against uh, the ecw guys and it was just painful to watch and he was kept out of the ring he wasn't doing much but all of a sudden the brand split happened they they shifted him away from the wyatts he started squashing guys on raw and then little by little he started getting over with the crowd and he was starting to show more and more to the point where he put on a convincing 10-minute match with Sami Zayn. To me, I, and uh, there's not that many people that I, I could have picked for the most improved this year because things were kind of a status quo, but I don't. I, how can you say he hasn't improved compared to last year? No, I, I agree. He's been fantastic. Steve, uh, Braun Strowman. Braun has continued to impress me. We're talking about a guy last year who got legitimately the crap beaten out of him by Bubba Ray Dudley because he <laughs> couldn't do a damn thing in that ring. Bubba Ray Dudley had to physically punch him like six, seven times to get a reaction out of him. And now we have you now we have him, he's doing kip ups and he's like he's got an actual finisher. Like it's a it's a harken back to like old school. He does a running power slam, which I like. Yeah. Because you don't see it a lot you don't see that a lot anymore. Um and it's believable he, like, with he, him too because it's it's he sells he's it. a huge yeah, and he's a huge human being. Like, if he picked me up and slammed me like that, that's going to hurt. And, um, he, I mean, just the way he carries himself. To me, he harkens back to, like, Kane when he debuted. Kane would just come out and just crap on guys and just leave. And it's and it's believable because he's a gigantic man. And uh, he's really impressed me. And I have to say, I am a Braun Strowman fan. I, am com- I can comfortably say I am a Braun Strowman fan. And Jobo, who is your best uh, or most improved of 2016? Oh my God! I just wanted to play that. No, not really. Uh, no, I, I have to agree with you guys, Braun Strowman. Um, uh, <laughs> I want to hear Braun sing that theme next. He was singing Sasha's song in the car that one time with Bray. Yeah, was he? Yeah. Spotlight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really don't have much to say that you guys haven't already said. He's just really improved. I, I'm into him. I like his look. I like his size. He could become oh, like yeah. a... <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Could, uh, he could become a big deal in the company one day, main eventer, and, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. In all honesty, I have enjoyed Braun Strowman very much, but I, I went in a different direction with my most improved. Uh, honorable mention Braun Strowman, uh, but my most improved is the Miz. 
Um, and that's because the Miz has taken on this heel character, and it, he's done so well. Um, he's he's I I, th- I would argue he's elevated the IC title. Um, it, the matches have been so so, but his character work has been fantastic. From uh, the 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 promo he did, or not the promo, but the 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 is it real segment he did on <coughs> talking smack to what he most he most recently did with Renee. Like I I am loving this. I don't give a crap heel character of the Miz, where he just comes out, says whatever he wants, pisses people off. I love it. So for me, the Miz has gone from basically nowhere. Uh, he was kind of another person in, in 2015, another another face to a name or another name on the on the roster to a guy now who I mean he may not be at the top of the card anytime soon, but he definitely has gotten a lot better. Um, that's not, I'm not saying that Braun Strowman has not gotten uh, just as good. But to me, I've enjoyed The Miz. Uh, I've enjoyed Braun Strowman too, but The Miz as well. So uh, that's that's my. Anyone want to argue that or? No, I, I was actually considering putting him there myself, uh, but Braun, you know, beat him. Yeah, I think but, Braun's you know, I, example was just greater. You know. Yeah, it was it was such a physical show of like physical wrestling skill. Like I'm not knocking your choices, The Miz. That's a great choice because his character has become leaps and bounds. He's not just an annoying heel. It's a heel you want to like just punch him in his face because he's so love good it. at what he does yeah I but um it. you know I, I i see your choice benny i, I definitely no, see it and i get it on your guys angles too braun went from not being able to sell a punch no like like bubba ray dudley literally had to beat the crap out of him to get a re- the response like he was like you could see him in that match he put him in the corner was kind of like just throwing like you know typical like like punch spots and then you just see him go like all right you know what you kid and he just wailed him <laughs> I also want to say the uh, the Stone Cold Steve Austin podcast with him definitely shed some light on on uh, the Strum and the character. But all right, uh, let's move to least improved uh, of of twenty sixteen. Sean, uh, uh, once again, Jobo last year didn't pick. Um, Steve, you said last year Dean Ambrose was least improved. Really? Um, yeah, I don't remember the context, but uh, sure. Um, Last year, Benny, of course, you had Roman Reigns. Um, I had Braun Strowman last year uh, with an honorable mention, Roman Reigns. So this year, who do we have? All right, Steve, start us off. You know what? (laughs) I'm going to say Dean Ambrose again. Oh, my God. Really? He's not not improved to me. He's done nothing to change up his weird style. Like, I don't like him. He's – he does – he did like – and he – as a champion – he floundered so bad as a champion once they once they did the brand split. He was just so annoying and weird and not funny and just like strange. Not and like to the point of it being strange where it wasn't enjoyable to me. He doesn't like he tries to hearken to almost a stone cold esque kind of character where he comes out and depends on just like, you know, beating up his opponents. But for me he doesn't sell it because he doesn't pose an actual threat. So he just he 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 has stayed literally the same the whole way through, and he hmm. and and it, I just don't I just don't think he's come very far. I think he's kind of just riding out his current spot, and I don't enjoy that's, what he does. That's pretty shocking. Two years in a row. I mean, sorry, I, I, I get it. I, his, his, <laughs> sorry, his, Dean. His move his move set has been has been kneecapped drastically. Uh, his in ring work is not great, but. I don't know if he beats out this person. Now, I, I understand. 
we're talking about what the category is least improving uh, it's it's not you know someone that doesn't show any signs of getting better i understand your pick because your pick applies to that but my pick goes a little further not only has this person not improved they have somehow gotten worse than where they were this person went from being someone that i honest to god did not think was even still with the company to substantially worse it's Darren Young. I I don't know how you can say that man. Tw- he went from being a nobody in 2015 to being a ter- just a terrible character in 2016. The the make Darren Young great again thing was it's bad. It started off okay, but just it's it's ran itself into the freaking ground. Darren Young, stop. Benny, Benny, be a star. Stop bullying. <laughs> I, you know what? I'll be a star, but Darren Young isn't. So, that's my that's my promo on you, Darren Young. Get better. God damn, Joe Bell. All right, uh, my least improved is Bo Dallas. Uh, <laughs> the reason the reason why it's Bo Dallas is because. Th- throughout this entire year, we've seen them try so many different things with him. And then none of that, none of it helped. Um, I shouldn't say so many, but whatever they tried with him, it didn't help. Social outcasts, kind of, but that just completely disappeared after the whole Adam Rose thing. And then all it, ha- it took him getting drunk in an airport and screaming about <laughs> Seth Rollins to even for WWE to realize, wait a minute, we still we, this guy's still employed with us. Okay, so then they give him this this they give. Him the eighth spot of squash matches uh, post uh, uh, draft uh, or brand split, whatever. Uh, you know, other than um, who who else got some uh, some squash matches? Braun uh, we had was in there. Braun, Nia Jax, yep. uh, Kurt Hawkins, Eva Marie. Everybody was getting squash matches. Um, and and uh, he, Bo Dallas was one of them. And he, and, and and he, he read poetry, nothing. too. Yeah, he, he rhymed. He carried around a Donald Trump sign. It, it didn't do anything. I didn't even understand what his gimmick was because he's saying believe and then he's walking around smiling and then he gets to the ring and he's, all of a sudden he's going from happy and smiling to I will destroy you because I believe in Bo. And then he defeats him and then he, they put him in a feud with Curtis Axel for like a day. Uh, that went nowhere, and now he's back to doing nothing. So what's he got to do next? Get drunk in like an Arby's for them to? <laughs> I don't know. He, he, he also was in the sensitivity training angle with uh, Enzo. Right. He was. I don't know. It's I don't know. Like what? What's what's the, what's the deal? Huh? I feel like Jerry Seinfeld over here. What's the deal with Bo Dallas? Huh? What's going on? <laughs> And Sean, who is your worst, uh, least improved of 2016? Uh, originally, I was thinking of going Nia Jax just because of how horrible she is. But then I thought <laughs> that about it. That would have been it. a three a for <laughs> I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? It's hard to to, to be least improved when you didn't start anywhere to begin with. So wah, 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 wah. Uh, I, I can't really give her any, any, any love there. But my pick for least improve is Apollo Crews for <laughs> for the reasons that I listed earlier with the worst NXT call up uh, still no Mike skills not even trying to improve that segment with him and Gabriel Iglesias was cringeworthy uh, oh yeah from last week it it's just not good he he's he hasn't shown any improvement whatsoever yeah smiling 
babyface I wrestle guy is definitely not a character you want to be. But no, if there's one thing you can take away from this category, it's that 2016 has been a very odd year. A very odd year for a lot of different reasons. All right, so let's move on to uh, best gimmick of 2016. This is, I think, this is kind of a. Did we this do is this a new one? No, we did not do this. It's last a new year. one. Okay, so this is a new one. So we'll start this one with Sean. Sean, what was your best gimmick Ooh, of 2016? Okay, well, I want to give an honorable mention because it it could have won, but uh, I I'll give an honorable mention to uh, the list of Jericho because. Really? He he was able to take a uh, just a piece of paper with names on it and made it more over than the actual world title. So to me, and it, it's a, obviously it's a great thing. So uh, I want to give an honorable mention, but there was one thing this year, one gimmick that I feel kind of supersedes everything else that was done this year. Okay. And we're not we're not even talking WWE. This is we're going full everything else and we're we're talking broken matt hardy okay oh wow yeah. best best gimmick oh. of 2016 so it, this this is going to be the one where i, I i'm going to allow i'm going to allow you to do this um well we're you, breaking we, the WWE. we never said this was straight wwe I so, that's true. um but yeah no it's like to me, it's it's gotten to a point where now, where in WWE shows, people have been chanting "delete" because it's so popular, yes. and it started as like a, a really dumb, like almost like cringeworthy type of vignettes that they were doing. Like people didn't quite get the character at first. It was almost like almost like watching The Room, where it's like it's so bad that you just laugh at it, and then it sort of kind of it became a thing in its own where. People started enjoying it, not because it was bad, but because it was so different and, and inventive compared to everything else that, that you know, we were seeing in, on wrestling shows. And Matt Hardy just commits to it. Like he, uh, from what I hear, he lives the gimmick. He's like that all the time and even off camera. And, you know, Vanguard one. he has shown that as, as and, you know, I was saying this for many years before he's more creative than Jeff. Like he is, oh yeah. Even though Jeff is the one who you know had the world the titles, charismatic, WWE, the charismatic enigma. He, yeah, Jeff. I never thought Jeff Hardy was charismatic at all. No. To me, Matt Hardy, and it goes with you know him doing the the version one character as well as you know him coming back against Edge. To me, he was the more charismatic guy, and now it's finally been proven he is the more charismatic uh, Hardy brother, and he's having a great year. Like you can't tell me that you. would the only reason why people even watch TNA anymore is because of Matt Hardy, and you oh, can't dispute down. that. It's, a, it's gotten to the point, and before I let you go, Jobo, it's gotten to the point where TNA is renaming pay-per-views uh, after like just allowing Matt Hardy to do whatever he wants. What, what pay-per-views? I, it, they did what? It was a total nonstop deletion? That was a, that was a TV. That was, that was TV? Yeah. Uh, they they were the leader, the leader decay. They've had stuff like that. It, I would I would say this if TNA wants any chance to 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 get to a level where they might have an opportunity to contend against the WWE, no, it's they never, need it's to. Never gonna happen. <laughs> it's never going to happen. But they need they need to they need to pick the brain of Matt Hardy um, because they they everyone needs to pick his brain because he's got some great ideas. All right, Jobo, uh, best gimmick of 2016. 
right. Uh, my best gimmick of 2016 um, is is uh, the, I will say the list of Jericho or Jericho himself, whatever you want to call it, stupid idiot Jericho. Like I don't uh, I don't know if there's like a name that people are giving this gimmick, but it, it's it's great. I I love it. It's raw in my opinion is you know for a while I wasn't really too into it. Uh, but he was the reason I was watching, and he was the reason I was watching clips, catching up, uh, just everything he was doing. Uh, so entertaining, and he took those those the little you know the the heel turn from AJ Styles back earlier in the year, and, and just turning it into what it is now, because that was really the the start of it. You know, he was calling AJ a stupid idiot. Um, he was doing all that, um, and then here he is now writing names on a list, and he's just entertaining doing it um and i feel like if he were to turn face he could still do this and make it work as a face uh but to me he's just been so entertaining so much fun to watch um when he was talking uh who was it at cast saying i'll go over there and sit on your lap yeah 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 uh, that was that was hilarious uh, like wwe isn't always the best with comedy uh but it's it's great that they kind of give jericho the range to you know kind of just do what he wants to do. So Jericho, the list of Jericho, stupid idiot man. He's my best gimmick. This has been quite the introduction for this category in 2016. My best gimmick of 2016. Uh, this was something that it, it took a character that no one really cared about and made it, made him into something that we all care about now. And that's the Heath Slater free agent gimmick. Um, after the draft, uh, it started with Heath Slater not being drafted and it went at first we were like, okay, that's that's kind of mean to do to Heath Slater. Um, I remember the lights out, then he would go to Raw and SmackDown every week and and, and have promo time. And we, we started to kind of fall in love with the character, but it was missing something. It was missing a, a purpose. Then he did the, I, I have kids, I have a family, I need to go, I need to have a trailer. And then, of course, he did the, he stepped into the ring against uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock bleeping Lesnar. He steps into the ring against Brock and gets his butt handed to him. Week in, week out, he's he's like, he. it was kind of like this big thing where he, he has a chance to go to Raw and he fails. And he has a chance to get a contract with SmackDown and he fails. And it built him up into the point where he was a tag team champion. We all felt great about it. Teaming up with Rhino, that was a funny, that was a funny comedy act. I enjoyed it. Uh, honorable mention to Broken Matt Hardy in the list. But for me, Nothing quite did as much for one character as as the 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 free age because Heath Slater was a nobody. Heath Slater was a guy that, that he's not he's not a great in ring performer. He's fine, but he's not he's not a guy, he's gonna burn the house down. He's not gonna put on a five star match. And it took him into a character now that honest to God, I think a lot of us care about uh, Heath Slater. So that's that's my gimmick of twenty sixteen. Steve. Uh. I would have to say Natalia's farting gimmick is definitely not. No, gimmick. no, Steve, that wasn't this year. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, but I have, Benny, I have to agree with you. The one that stood out to me was Heath Slater. Just to take someone who was literally just a, a jobber, like literally just a, someone that did literally nothing, to take him and to put him into such a funny thing, like, hey, man, I got to do this because I got kids. You know, I got to get a bigger house. Like, it was just such a relatable, it was such a relatable gimmick because how many of us could use, like, a better job position? Because we have... You know, we got oh, yeah. you know we need more money, man. We gotta buy nice things. We gotta live better. And and that segment when Renee and and Rhino and he said it were in the in the trailer <laughs> and they were putting and Rhino's making faces with the squeezy cheese. I was dying. 
I thought that was great. I was laughing so bad. Um, I uh, I just I was blown away by that, and just to see him go from being literally part of like uh, being part of his group. What was it? I, uh, social outcast. So, oh like, yeah, the social yeah. out. Yeah. So he go from something like social outcast, which was just nothing, and to become a, a SmackDown tag team champion with Rhino was the first insane. SmackDown tag team champions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I thought that was just fantastic. So, probably now, Heath Slater and the I Got Kids gimmick. I loved it. And to your point, you mentioned he was a jobber's nobody. Uh, Matt Hardy, Chris Jericho, they are somebodies. They're, they're guys that even before their gimmicks, you know, uh, at least with Matt Hardy, even before his gimmick change, he was big. I remember he was big money Matt before the broken Matt Hardy gimmick. Um, he was still a guy that if he left CNA, WWE would have signed him up right quick. He would still be in the middle of a – probably he would be in the, either the U.S. title feud or something like that. Uh, Heath Slater was a guy that if this didn't happen, he was on his way out of the company. And more than likely, he was not going to end up in Ring of Honor. He was not going to end up in TNA. I mean, Heath Slater's a nobody. So I think I think for that, for at least my my point, that's a gimmick that you have to look at and give a little extra zest to. Uh, I'd also I also like to give an honorable mention to Stone Cold's What chant because that still goes on to this day and it's still such a uh, that's part that's of not everything. a good thing though. No, it's not. <laughs> now now it's gotten annoying. But, uh, Steve, I, I, I wanted to know what uh, what you thought of creepy Santa Rhino from Talking Smack. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! I wanted to touch on that. That was just <laughs> I remember watching it. And I'm just I was watching Rhino do that. And I was like, where, where are we going right now? Like, I, we're like I thought they were building tension between <laughs> Heath and Heath and Rhino, and then Rhino just comes out and does that. I'm like, where where what is this? Where are we right I, now? I feel like people either hate it or love it. And yeah. I, I kinda liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it was great. I was laughing. I thought it was funny. Well, you know, for every good thing there is an equal, if not worse, bad thing. And here we are, the worst gimmicks of twenty sixteen. Steve, what was your worst gimmick of twenty sixteen? Seamus five fifteen. No. Oh. Wait, wait, no, no, no. Oh, that was that was from last year. Yeah, no. Um, that, was, that was last year. Damn, I really I thought it was last year. No, yeah, because he lost the title. Yeah, he lost year. the title. Yeah, it was like the last Raw before 2016. <laughs> yeah, damn. I was really set on that, but because that was just like I'll give you a free one if you, if you need some help. Yeah, here, give me a free one because I, I, I that threw me off. I really sh- thought I. I a gimmick that uh, that debuted uh, the Shining Stars. I, they were pretty bad. Oh yeah, no, that was horrible. Uh, considering it was just it was just a pre, it was just a pre like it was a free thing to like convince you to go to Puerto Rico. You could you could go uh, Eva Marie or, or even Emelina. That would be mm-hmm. a, a one a contender. Well, Emelina, we haven't seen Emelina yet. That's why it's all the whole gimmick. <laughs> yeah, exactly because she won't she won't premiere. Uh, Kurt you know, Hawkins no, actually, has been no, a bad gimmick. I was, I was just. I was just about Kurt, to say Kurt Hawkins was Kurt Hawkins, dumb. The whole face the facts thing and trying to turn him into Chuck Norris. I was I was literally just about to say that. The whole trying to turn him into like this weird like hipster Chuck Norris to have him like debut and then just say like I'm coming out here to tell you I'm actually debuting tomorrow night. He got pyro and everything. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he he got pyro and everything just to say like no I'm wrestling tomorrow night actually. So face facts. Look at my hair and my cane and my my weird Hardy symbol that's on my pants. <laughs> Talk about yeah. a giant waste of money in Kurt Hawkins, but uh, uh that was so yeah. That, I'll I'll take that one instead. You'll take Kurt Hawkins, all right? Yeah. Uh, this is getting to almost borderline levels of bullying. Um, Darren Young, 
Oh my they god! Oh, this, 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 you know, we're gonna get we're gonna get labeled as a homophobic podcast here, man. No, I, I have no problem with Darren Young being a homosexual. I have every problem with his "Make Darren Young Great Again" gimmick because my god, that went nowhere. So there it is, and I'm not gonna say anymore. Good, because <laughs> I'd like to stay on the air. I, yeah, I don't want to lose. I don't want to lose my job. I have, job. No, I have no, no beef with Darren Young. Um, I don't want no beef. Uh, you don't want that beef. <laughs> looking at the uh, now. <laughs> uh, my worst gimmick, Sean. Uh, it actually was one of your freebies, Shining Stars. Oh, good. Uh, I, I don't I don't get it. What When was, it like, first Puerto Rico, you know, there's this whole, they're caught in this issue. Should they be a state? Should they not be a state? Some people say yes. Some people say no. Now they got the Shining Stars representing them. <laughs> um, and that's, that's, the, that's, that's arguably the bigger crime here. Uh, <laughs> Are are timeshares even that big a controversy anymore? Like, were they ever that big of a controversy? I I didn't realize timeshares equaled heel. I I couldn't. I couldn't tell you who I. I don't even know anyone that has a timeshare because no no one cares about them. Yeah, the gimmick's like the gimmick's eight years late. Like they should have done it during the housing crisis. (laughs) (laughs) This this would have been perfect to you know help advertise the big short. But you know, I don't know. I I, I think he. Do you, they. I remember hearing that they were going to be repackaged when they were the Los Matadores, and like, okay, cool. Maybe they'll. You know, who knows what they'll do? I hear. You know, they weren't terrible when they were just the Colognes. Um, but maybe they'll go back to that. No, they're the Shining Stars, and then they come out. And they they hand out pamphlets, and they they hand out hibiscus plants. And they talk about how great Puerto Rico is. I, I I still would like to go to Puerto Rico, but I'm not going to the Shining Star Resort. I'll tell you that. <laughs> also, to mention, this is the, their third repackaging. Oh no! So clearly, something's not going right there. Yeah, you know, you know what happens. You know what happens when they have to do it a fourth time. You well, don't get a going fourth to. time. We're going to get yeah. the Los Matadores okay. talking about Puerto Rico. <laughs> You'll get the <laughs> Shining Matadores. They're gonna be trying to sell timeshares in Spain and like sell running of the bulls. No, no. Let's let's be honest. If they were to repackage the fourth time, it would be the Mexicals. Yes. <laughs> I mean, only the gente mexicana told me Latino. Oh God. Everybody knows Latinos. Sean. <laughs> um, I'll give an honorable mention to the Shining Stars as well. Um, however, my pick for worst gimmick, and it's interesting because I feel like. The gimmick has changed for the better since uh, since ar- arriving in the company. Um, but my worst gimmick goes to Andrade Cien Almas. Uh, He's 100. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hear that's like 10 times more than 10. Oh, yeah. According to according to sources within WWE. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so he came in as a unmasked luchador who, by the way, in real life was unmasked in, Me- in Mexico. Um, and his gimmick was, he's a baby face luchador who doesn't wear a mask anymore, but instead wears a funny Godfather hat and suspenders. I was going to say, is he like a, is he a luchador turned pimp? Like what's going on? That's what it looked like. And (laughs) he is the Godfather luchador. And (laughs) he was, he was very bland and generic and everything. And it was just, 
I don't know. It, it, it really, and they were pushing him too. They were pushing him pretty hard. He had a match against uh, Bobby Roode, and like when his first match when he came into the company, and they tried really hard, and he just would not get over at all. And it was partly his look and partly his gimmick too. I will say they have changed him for the better though, because since he turned heel, he has gotten better. His he's gotten rid of the s- suspenders. He still has the hat, but that's fine because he's a heel now. Um, but. When he first came in, to me, that was the absolute worst. So, Sean, is he now a hundred times better than a hundred? Go die. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, with that being said, let's move on to best on the mic. Now, did we have? I think we had a category for this last year. Uh, I don't think. Let me let me check. Uh, no, we did not. We did not. Okay, so Sean, your best on the mic for 2016. This is easy. It's actually a tie because I don't think you can go one over the other. Uh, I have a tie between Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens, the the Chris mm-hmm. and Kevin show. Uh, they they've had the best chemistry together. They've put on the best segments on Raw, and they have great uh, great chemistry together. So, I, I to me, it's it's a slam dunk for the two of them. Jobo, oh, what do we got here? A couple of haters. <laughs> a couple. Like, whoa, Enzo, are you having a stroke? Jesus Christ. No, that my, my Enzo soundboard just froze. Oh. Because it was so dead on, right? Oh, yeah, um, totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> got a little drunk. <laughs> he was hanging out with Paige. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> accent, oh. Accent, the accent's rubbing off. <laughs> Nah, my, a couple of haters. Time to snort some Adderall. <laughs> nah, my my pick is Enzo. Uh, the dude doesn't miss a beat. Uh, he is just so quick and just everything he says. It's it's he, he's just able to keep going and going and going. Even after a match, he's able to keep going and going. And and hey, if he were to you know. One day, stop wrestling. He's a perfect manager, you know. Like the dude, like his his mic skills are just that good. He could manage one day and, and still, you know, keep keep it going. Um, I just love the guy. I really do. I do have to. I, I do have to ask you, Sean. Wasn't the the cup of haters thing? Wasn't that a mistake? Like he meant to say not, a couple of haters. Not that I'm not that I'm aware of. I think it's just the accent thing. Yeah, like, it was the couple, accent. Uh, like he's you know he's. But I, meshing I, I will together. say you mentioned about him. You know he could be a manager. He was a manager. Like that's when he first came into the company. He yeah. he had no wrestling experience whatsoever. Oh. He was trained at the performance center, but he could talk. So I you know he know was that. he was used as a manager first, and then learned to to wrestle. Yeah. Neat. All right, uh, my best on the mic of 2016, Sean, I agree with you. It's got to be Chris Jericho. That man found a way to get a piece of paper over <laughs> to, a, to a level that, like, if the WWE sold notebooks that said that there were at least, like, uh, stacks of paper that say the list on the top of them, that would sell. Oh, I would that's, buy one. That's, uh, he could, he could get a, cl- he got a clipboard over I mean, for the love of God, that man is magic on the microphone. Steve. Whoa. Um, I would have, I'm going to have to agree. I'm going to have to agree with Jobo. Enzo, just to me, Enzo is just like, he thinks off these things off the top of his head and just goes. And he never stutters. He never stumbles. He just goes and goes and talks and talks. And he, like, it's, it's insane. Like, like whenever, my, like, whenever my other friends come over to watch pay-per-views and stuff like that, 
whenever Enzo talks, we all get quiet because we don't want to miss a single thing he says. I will give honorable mentions to Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, though, because they are just amazing. Yeah. And with other people, they're hysterical. But for me, it's definitely Enzo Amore. Steve, you brought up an interesting point about about Enzo and getting other people like uh, into it. Um, my brother has never uh, hasn't watched wrestling since we were really young. Um, one day he walked in when I was watching Enzo uh, on a pay per view and went, "Who the hell is this guy?" And I said, "Oh, it's Enzo." And I stopped the pay per view and I went back and I YouTube best of Enzo and, and Big Cat and Cass, and he's fallen in love with Enzo and Cass. So Enzo, you are so good. You got a kid that does not watch wrestling to watch wrestling just for you. He won't watch it for anyone else. Um, all right, let's move on to worst on the mic in 2016. Didn't have a category for this last year. Uh, so, Steve, who is your worst on the mic? Uh, worst on the mic and also most dangerous to the actual microphones is Titus O'Neil by far. <laughs> no. I have seen seventh graders give speeches about the Transcontinental Railroad with more hype and more flow than this man. When he gave that speech in the middle of the ring about Darren Young, I literally thought he was going to stroke out on us. Was, he dropped the he almost dropped the microphone. He stuttered millions of times, and the the entire crowd couldn't boo him because they almost felt bad for him. No, no, we booed him. I was there. We we booed him. <laughs> but it was one of the worst things I've ever seen, and I was worried. I was honestly worried about that microphone. I was like, that thing's gonna break. He's gonna drop that thing. But yeah, no, easily easily Titus O'Neil for me. For the longest time, I had Titus O'Neil slotted in this category, but I think T.J. Perkins has replaced him. Now, I get it. T.J. Perkins. Hold Whoa. on. Whoa. Whoa. T.J. Perkins, his Cruiserweight Classic character and his character on the main roster now are two completely different T.J. Perkins. Uh, it's I have never heard someone read a script that badly. Just a just a, it, he literally sounds like he is looking off camera. And going, I am. I don't like you. And when I get a chance to beat you this Sunday at insert pay per view, I'm gonna kick your ass because that's who I am. I'm T.J. Perkins, and I'm gonna beat you up. And I'm also wow. Mega Man. I I and completely I disagree. I, to me, to me, he is he, he. His character has gotten worse because of his mic work. In ring, he's fine. Uh, his character, uh, the the eight bit stuff. I, I mean, I enjoy a lot of bits of his character. It's the best but worker they have in that division. <laughs> yeah, but unfortunately, on the mic, uh, he is. It's not I, his fault. I, it's, a, to, it's, no, it's horrible writing for him. That's what it is. Is that yeah, everything had to? And they've gotten away from it recently. But everything with him had to be a video game pun, and it was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad they're. I'm glad they're working off that. Um, but I guess this is where we're going to do a little bit of how the sausage is made with with the the, the award show from my my perspective is mm, sometimes <laughs> sometimes like I give awards not because I don't like someone because I don't like what they created and with T.J. Perkins I just it's I don't hate you T.J. I, I like you I just don't like the character they've they've made you and I don't like your mic work you need well, to get better buddy that's worse gimmick not worse my on the mic. <laughs> it, it reflects onto his mic work, but uh, oh, Joe Bell—it's it's not his fault. I know, Joe my, Bell. My worst on the mic uh, is actually Kalisto, um, be, because doing, doing lucha things. Yeah, I've never seen somebody <laughs> who messed up on a promo and didn't keep going, but instead rat off. Oh goddamn! <laughs> they said what you want about the Titus promo, but at least he toughed it out. 
You can't run out of the ring. <laughs> I know that. But... He was waiting for Bob Backlund. <laughs> At, at least, you know, he, he tried his best to keep going with it. And also, he, him being a heel doesn't work because they still use him for all these charitable things. Um, they're missing an opportunity with keeping him in face. But that's just my opinion. Uh, Kalisto, yeah. He, he <laughs> never seems like he knows what he's going to say. He always sounds out of breath. Always. Uh, uh, he, he runs off. He, he ran away. <laughs> like, who does that? Who, who does that? What, I was so confused. At least that promo wasn't on TV; it was online. Yeah, as far, but the tightest one was on Raw. It blew up online. Doing Everyone, lucha things. Yeah. To his credit, he is like he does make fun of himself on Instagram. I saw he hashtags like I'm doing these hashtag lucha things. So like you know, at least he's you know he's having a little bit of fun with it. But man, like he, he ran away. I, I can't. I can never get past that. He, <laughs> he just ran away. I forgot about that. It was one of those stupid WWE exclusives. They could they could have just not put it up, and they put it up. Well, it aired on the draft thing. It was uh, the post draft. Yeah, thing. it was. It was on oh, a live yeah, episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> they could have just. They could have just not. They could have just. They could have just ran away. They could have just done that and just not done it. But even oh even God. regardless of that one promo, he's not a good promo. No, he's, I, he's, I remember he's much it? worse than TJ Perkins. His his Every, wrestle, I remember he was on he was on TV at WrestleMania. I think it was him and Big Show, and he just couldn't talk. You, you mean him and Ryback? No, no, it was it was before it was before it was like he was on ESPN, and he was just it was an interview, and it was just him and it was Big Show and this guy I forget who it was, and they were just talking about WrestleMania and the spectacle of it, and he just couldn't he just could not talk. No, oh. I'll, I'll have to pull it up. But uh, Sean, who was your who was your worst on the mic in twenty sixteen? I seriously thought, out of the two weeks that he's been around, I thought about putting Percy Watson in here. I thought about it. <laughs> I didn't do it, but instead I went with the other minority. Um, David Otunga is the worst on the mic uh, for Ooh. 2016. Uh, added to the commentary booth on SmackDown. Literally adds nothing. Um oh. And he is—he uh, sticks out like a sore thumb every time. He has no analysis on anything. He—he he comes up with these horrible, horrible lines. It feels like sometimes he's not even on page with Morrow and JBL, and that says something. Um, and really, he just—he's just—he at least with Byron, even though he's not good either, at least he works off of the other two well. David Otunga doesn't work off of anyone well. No. Um, no, and th- I he, guess he the, is the, the he is the best heel commentator because there is no one I hate more on commentary. The, the the cherry on the top was the whole Rikishi thing, saying oh that <laughs> he uh, he talked to Rikishi and asked him about the Usos, why they've turned heel, and it took an entire week to get that answer, <laughs> and then he repeated it the following week. <laughs> and the following week, I forgot about that. Uh, oh my god! I talked to Rikishi. What would he say? We'll find out next week on SmackDown Live. <laughs> he didn't even say that. He was just—he just said no. nothing. <laughs> oh my god! All right, that—that that made me laugh. All right, let's get back to bests. Uh, best angle of 2016. I don't believe we had a category for this either last year. Or no, uh, we did. Yes, we did. Yeah. All right. Uh, last year, uh, Jobo, you picked Bray Wyatt's mystical promo against the Undertaker before Survivor Series. Oh <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Um, 
Steve, you picked uh, Brock Lesnar destroys uh, J&J's Cadillac car and throwing oh. the door. And hit the kid in the audience, yeah. Yes. Uh, Benny, you picked uh, Sting as Seth Rollins' statue. Yeah, I remember they did the unveiling and it was staying under the... Yeah, um, and I picked uh, Brock and Taker's Brawl from Raw. That rhymed. Um, nice. So, yeah, so everyone, what was your best angle for this year? All right, I think Sean. Okay, I'll start. Wait, no, do we, have all, do, we, we, do we all have the same angle? I don't know. Kurt. You know what? Just to oh. stick it to you, I should yeah, pick Kurt, something. Kurt Angle's my favorite. <laughs> I should pick something Mark's like TJ Perkins just to stick it to you. Um, ah. <laughs> I'll, I, to me, there wasn't a lot of great angles this year, uh, but I went with the the one thing that made me uh, laugh and appreciate it the most, which was the what was called the Dolphumentary and uh, retirement ceremony for Dolph Ziggler on SmackDown, uh, leading into their match at No Mercy with him and, and the Miz, the return of the Spirit Squad. Um, and that great video package of all of the horrible things that Dolph Ziggler has had to do in his entire career between being Kerwin White's caddy, uh, part of the spirit squad and being dumped poop on by John Cena. Um, actually being dumped poop on twice, actually with him and the spirit (laughs) squad and John Cena. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that to me, that was the best angle, the entire ceremony in itself. All right, Jobo. Uh, my best angle, like I mentioned, is Kurt. Uh, just something about that guy. Just really, he's just really good. I, I don't know what to, what else to say. He's he's the, I mean, he is the best angle. I think. Is, he, is he your best angle too, Steve? I mean, I was, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, my best angle. Uh, the Miz on Talking Smack. Oh, uh, yeah. Boy, did that get me into the Miz. Um, I, I haven't this whole year, I haven't really seen people so passionate about a specific being in that moment, you know, in in a year where we had a lot of Roman going, I'm not a good guy. I'm not a bad guy. I'm the guy. Um, we were coming off of the whole tater tots thing last year. Uh, just people who aren't really into it, you know, shining stars and, um, who else, uh, even earlier, in general, I don't, I don't, a lot of bad this year. This really shown. Not like the Shining Stars. This really shown. Um, both of them, both The Miz and Daniel Bryan and Renee Young, they all played their parts very well in this. Um, there's there's this air of mysticism to it. Is it real? Is it not? Um, and I, it, it was a worked shoot. I think it's you know safe to assume. Uh, but he played it well. And and he just there's so much passion in him, you know. He was doing this whole Miz TV thing for a while, you know, but that was really all he was doing. I mean, he still does it now, but now it feels completely different than what it was last year. Um, it, it, he just it revitalized his career and and you know made made him a, a good heel in the company, probably one of the the better heels in the company right now. Jobo. Uh- I agree with you. Uh, I think th- I want to do an honorable mention. Um, after Survivor Series, uh, Kevin Owens and 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 uh, Chris Jericho did this part where they uh, what was it? It was the highlight reel, and Jericho uh, Jericho was. Uh, it looked like they were going to finally do the breakup of Owens and Jericho, and it ended up being they were just blaming Roman Reigns for the failure at, at Survivor <laughs> Series. I was going to say that, but uh, 
in a year, like you said, in a year where there were so much bland promos and nothing really got people in, talking that talking smack segment. I I mean, again, we we can sit here and argue as to how real it was. I I do believe that there was a lot of real reality pumped into that. Um, it has done wonders. That segment alone has done wonders for the company. I don't think we can. We, none of us can argue. You're that. talking that, about Creepy Santa, right? Yes, <laughs> of course. Creepy Santa. Creepy Santa has done wonders for the company. No, the Miz. The Miz talking smack segment has done wonders for the company. Steve. Uh, I'm gonna have to say the Rollins report with the terrible spotched-in thing of Kevin Owens speaking <laughs> when he'd ask him questions. I thought that was really funny. For, for best? Uh, but no, no, not for best. Oh. I was kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Um, I think my best angle would have to be, oh man, uh, I was caught up in a few cause I really, it's, it's kind of recent to be the best, but I really liked that barroom brawl with Seamus and Cesaro. I really enjoyed really? that. That was something I actually really liked that cause it's, I hadn't, you haven't seen anything like that in a while. Like guys getting in a fight out in public with just random, uh, with just random people. And also like, it was cool to see them like get together on the. Because I got, I was getting really, really fed up, honestly, with the whole like them not getting along thing, and I was afraid that was going to be their whole gimmick the entire time. They like, go, oh, we don't get along the entire time, but then they finally did that barn ball, and they had the beers afterwards, and I thought that was great. I thought that was really, uh, I thought that was really clever and funny, and it just, I don't know, it, it, like I wouldn't call it edgy, but um, it was, it was definitely not something I would have expected to see. Um, I had another one in my head. What was it? Um. I, I did. I have to. I mean, I have to. I have to talk about Miz on Talking Smack. Um, that was insane. I was actually watching that, getting physically uncomfortable by it. <laughs> oh, I, I remember, I remember I was, watching. I remember watching the, the 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 clip of it and just going, "Oh my god!" That yeah, I got is that I, real. I got, I got legitimately physically uncomfortable from that. Um, but I mean, I, I there's to me. I mean, to me, there was. Uh, to me, it was it was kind of hard to choose on this, but I mean, the one that just stands out to me is definitely the Miz. I'll have to agree with you guys. It was definitely the Miz. Okay, so that's your official pick, the Miz. Yeah, the the Miz is the Miz is talking smack, okay. going crazy. Yeah. All right, let's move to worst angle of 2016. Uh, Sean, can you read off what was the worst angles of 2016? And Steve, you're all right, here boys. Get... Here's some. Uh, get your thinking caps on because this is going to take us back. Um, Jobo, Ooh. your worst angle of last year was Summer Rae proposing to Rusev. <laughs> oh, my God. That's a solid choice. Uh, Steve, you're not too far off. Um, your worst angle from last year was Summer Rae looks at Dolph Ziggler's penis. Oh. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, Benny, your worst angle was Alberto Del Rio breaks up with Zeb Coulter after tripping over his scooter. <laughs> Literally, he just started throwing shit at him too. Um, and my worst, uh, actually, I had a uh, honorable mention last year for Mex America. Um, but my worst angle last year was Paige, uh, her feud with Charlotte, mentioning Reed Flair. Oh, Ooh, that was yeah, my, that was brutal. All right, Steve, what was your worst of 2016? Uh, it was easily the Rollins report with Kevin Owens. Oh, there like, you go. <laughs> his talk speeched in. That was so bad. Like that was not even funny. That was just like this is dumb. Like what do you guys like really? Of all the money this company makes, you guys chose this. <laughs> no. And, and and Rollins was so like, oh man, you really gonna say that, Kevin? And then we just move it to Kevin. Like yeah, I mean it. Like what? <laughs> uh, 
Now, uh, Steve, could you remind me about this segment? Because I kind of don't remember it. It was when it was when Seth was feuding with Kevin, and they were going into a match, and and Rollins pretended to sit down with Kevin Owens, and um, he was saying stuff like, "You know, you don't think you're actually going to beat me? Uh, you're not actually going to beat me uh, this this on this pay per view, do you?" And Kevin Owens, they, it goes to some footage. He's like, "No, I'm really not sure. I don't think I'm no, gonna." No, no, actually, I think you're confusing it with the the Roman Reigns one where he had the match with Roman Reigns. He was facing. Oh Roman, yeah, no, you're right. And you're that, right. And oh, they took I'm, clips of Roman Reigns. I'm totally, I'm totally, yeah, no, it was, that. then that was it then, because that was, that, the, I don't know why I thought it was Kevin, did he do one with Kevin Owens, or I, I botched that? Not that I remember, I, I think that's what, the one you're thinking of. Well, yeah, he did I don't that, know. that uh, like, two Mondays ago, was the Rollins Report, or something I don't know. like that. The Rollins Report's he, um, so forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, uh, I mean, but the that, Rollins Reports that, could be good, but the problem is that they just don't make them edgy enough to be good. Yeah, but in that in that case, I flubbed that one, so my bad. But no, the the one with Roman Reigns, where Roman Reigns was giving those like depressed interviews after he lost the title, and Ro- and Ro- and Rollins being like, "You don't actually think you're gonna win?" And Roman's like, oh, "No, I don't. I don't know what I'm gonna do." And Rollins like, "Oh, okay. I'm glad we're on the same page." Like, Come on, that's stupid. Get out of here. That's <laughs> it's grade school level. Uh, my worst angle of 2016 was when Natty turned on Becky Lynch. Uh, I felt like that was so out of left field and dumb and it, it didn't do anyone any favors i mean it i liked becky before i liked her just as much afterwards didn't really improve didn't go down natty as a heel character just wasn't good and still kind of isn't um eh, i just that's just it. i i was such a forgettable moment for me but it was so bad joe bell my worst angle of the year is Brian Kendrick asking TJ Perkins to throw the match. <laughs> okay, so you have a division that people watched the Cruiserweight Classic and really liked it. Um, I'm still a lot. Of, I mean, I'm trying to catch up with it. Um, but what I've seen, I really liked. Um, then they get sent to Raw and feel like a, a complete distraction to the flow. Uh, people aren't into it. People aren't into the characters. Just coming out of nowhere. Something's not working. Okay, so you have, you know, TJ Perkins as a champion. Brian Kendrick. Okay, Brian Kendrick, people recognize from the past. Cool, you know, maybe, you know, this this will this will help. You know, help build it up. Have these two together. No, this did the exact opposite. If anything, it brought less credibility to the division. <laughs> and to both of them. Because Brian Kendrick, oh, I need you to throw the match because this is my last chance. You're, you you made it, okay? Like, the, the Cruiserweight Classic, I understand that. It's your last chance. You know, you have to prove yourself in the Classic. Okay, he didn't win it, but in the storyline-wise, you know, he proved himself. He got called up to the main roster uh, in this division. Cool. He doesn't have anything to prove anymore. So why does he have to ask, well, this is my last chance, you know, if I don't make it, you know, I, this is it. I'm done. How? You're not that old, dude. Like you're in your, like your early forties. That's that's okay. That's younger than the Undertaker. He's still going. He's actually thirty-seven. Is thirty-seven? Oh, I thought he was older than that, man. <laughs> it makes it worse, doesn't it? <laughs> it makes it worse and worse. Yeah, really, it does. It really does. He's only six years older than T.J. Perkins. <laughs> what? Like, what is? What's the deal? Come on, get Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, what's the deal? But like, it it brought less credibility to a floundering division that is still trying to get its legs. A division that, before every match, if you guys notice, they always shake hands out of respect for each other. 
Yeah, if you watch the Cruiserweight Classic, that's where they got it from. And they they still do it. They still do it. So it was just confusing as to why they did it. Uh, Sean, uh, Worst Angle 2016. The funny part is that that was my honorable mention, and I didn't think anyone would bring it up. <laughs> oh, no, I brought it up, Sean. Yeah. Don't you worry. Um, and just to, to elaborate on that, it's like you have the heel who's asking the baby face to lose to them for <laughs> because he doesn't think that he's good enough anymore. And then he ends up beating him anyway. <laughs> it, it was it was the worst. Uh, anyway, uh, my worst angle. Surprisingly, no one's brought this up because I probably I think everyone's just forgotten about it. Um, the Wyatt compound with the New Day. Oh, oh good God. The fact that I, that was bad. The, the fact that they did this right after uh, the whole Matt Hardy. Uh, what was the first one called? Um uh, uh, the final deletion. Um, yes. Literally the week after, they decide to do almost a recreation of this with horrible, horrible, horrible video effects uh, throughout the whole thing with these quick cuts, and it was it was shot like a WWE production, but they made it look bad. Like they purposely tried to make it look like a, a, a terribly shot, uh, horribly edited. Uh, old kind kind of uh, video footage of the New Day going to the Wyatt compound, a place that we've never even you know heard about before, and they do almost a comedic fight between the two groups, uh, ending with uh, the Wyatts just let them go at the end, and 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 nothing is and nothing came out of it. You had a match at the pay per view where the Wyatts went over and it was, it was one of the worst things that I've seen in a very long time, especially from a production standpoint. It looked awful. It looked worse than the final deletion, which was shot on uh, drones and horrible consumer grade cameras. I think the, 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 the big issue was that final deletion intentionally made itself look ridiculous. This tried to play off that and everyone first things first everyone everyone looked at it and said this is dumb and we know what you're doing and they they just wouldn't like the WWE has such a tough time laughing at itself sometimes it was a bad copycat oh yeah terrible copycat but okay so those are the worst angles of 20s there were a lot of bad ones uh let's once again uh think brighter thoughts and think of the best tag team of 2016 now I, I, did we do this last year yes we did we did. All uh, right, who are our best tag teams? Interestingly enough, everyone last year picked the New Day. Ooh. That is definitely not the case for 2016. Uh, Sean, nope. best tag team of 2016. Uh, the Revival. It's... it's so, you know yeah, uh, yeah. Revival is Revival as well, Sean. Is that your pick, yeah. too? Revival as well. Okay. Jobo? Same same for me. Um, I, I, I'm still not, like, watching NXT Hardcore. But like, you know, seeing them throughout the year, like two, like, you know, two matches, you know, that stand out for me uh, was better than like 90 percent of the tag matches on the main roster. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Regardless. Well, what was that Steve? Is it the revival for you as well? I was going to say DIY. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we'll, we'll hold Steve off for a second. Sean, I want you to do your, uh, well, your regardless of just their matches. I feel like their characters are these like great heel 
this great heel tag team that are, is so full of themselves and will literally do anything to keep the titles. Um, and, yeah. and it shows in their matches. Like they, they put on these great technical tag team matches. Like they've, they've really uh, revitalized the tag team match in a way. Like they've brought it back to its, it's roots. It's made creative. It's, it's now very scientific the way that they structure their matches. And that's, it's it's been a breath of fresh air. Nothing against you know the new day and everything because I mean they put on some great matches this year too. But if you're looking for a solid technical and scientific tag team match where you're gonna you're gonna fall for something, you're gonna bite on one of the near falls. Uh, the revivals is the team that that you're that you're looking for. I was gonna say the same thing. They are very creative, and they've they've done it. They've brought the tag team division to new heights, and I can't wait for them to get to the main roster. Uh, Joe Bo, did you want to go again, or uh, I was gonna pass it over to Steve and have him explain yeah, I, my DIY. I just have to say that like part of what I look for in a, in a tag match is like um, this uh, not just synergy, like that they work well with each other, but symmetry, like that they you know move wise they're working well with each other when they do combo moves and stuff. Um, um, something that like is it, you know kind of stood out to me. I, I I remember in the Olympics they had like symmetrical diving and just watching like two people jumping off of the diving board and doing the same exact like move. Like that's that's the kind of stuff I want to see in like a tag team. People who can work off of each other and do it well. And that's that's what the revival does for me. You know when they they work off of each other very well and are able to pull pull off moves very well and make it look perfect. Again, uh, they are so creative. Uh, I I completely agree with everything you and Sean have said. All right, uh, Steve, you you went DIY. Why is that? Uh, I, don't get me wrong. Honorable mention to revival. They are insanely talented. But I just thought the dichotomy of DIY was really cool because they went from facing each other in that cruiserweight classic match, uh, just having a hard fought like like just brutal battle with each other. And to see them go through that and then to get back together and be this awesome tag team was really cool to me to see how they could beat the holy hell out of each other but still be such an effective tag team. And uh, I don't know, I just whenever I saw them wrestle, whenever I saw them come in, I would get legitimately excited. And their feud with uh, their feud with the revival was legendary. Their matches were great. So, uh, but I'd have to go with DIY on that one. I feel like 2017 is going to be a big year for DIY, and I get the feeling that maybe next year they'll be my best tag team. All right, let's move to worst tag team, Sean. Uh, who, so, who got this honor? Like, unbelievable. Uh, so, Jobo, last year picked the Usos. I can understand okay. why. Uh, Steve, you picked the Ascension. Um, <laughs> my pick last year was Macho Mandel and Axel Mania. One that oh my god, people I probably don't that. remember. And I do remember that. Uh, unfortunately. Oddly enough, Benny, you didn't have one last year. So oh, apparently oh. not. So. Or who's starting right, well, here? I can tell you, I have one this year, uh, Steve. Man, uh, there is so like it's bad. <laughs> there's so many choices. This was an easy one for me. <laughs> yeah, but um, for me, like uh, for me, it had to be Shining Stars. Just such a pointless Ooh. gimmick, such a pointless gimmick, and just so dumb. And they're literally heels trying to sell cheap timeshares that are. Like it's it's a money pit because they're all broken down and like it's in a bad area and stuff. It's like, is this really your gimmick? Like you're selling shitty. Sorry, you're selling crappy timeshares. <laughs> come on, like come on, guys. But yeah, no, easily it was it was Shining Stars for me. 
I uh, I was gonna say I agree with you, but I, I think the worst tag team for me is the is the team that won my worst NXT call. It's the Vaude Villains. They have nothing going for them. It's it's unfortunate. Um, but to me, like the Shining Stars are to the point where they're so dumb they're actually kind of funny. Like I, I laugh at how stupid they are, and that's it's not a good thing to to have. But that's just for me. As Vaude Villains, they they have no hope. And they need a new one. They need a new hope. Jobo. Star Wars. Starry. Uh, I have a tie. Ooh. Actually. Um, oh, God. One's a main roster tag team and one's an NXT tag team. Uh, my main roster pick is the Golden Truth. My oh, God. God, dude. Oh. I, I hate the Golden Truth so freaking much. Like Months and months and months of back and forth. You want to be my tag team partner? No. Next week, you want to be my tag team partner? No. <laughs> A few months later, the roles are reversed. Hey, I want to be your tag team partner now. No. Hey, can we be your... I'm dressed up like a penguin, R-Truth. R-Truth the penguin. Hey, let's. can I be your, your tag team partner? No. And then <laughs> WrestleMania comes around. Oh, there'll be some Golden Truth action at the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, right? No. And... and then what? Okay, finally they're going to come together. And what what happens their first night together after eight years of of buildup? They lose, and then they lose again. <laughs> but Jobo, they they did they it for you. Losing. What? They did it for you. You wanted it, it, and you got it. Me? The golden truth. You want it? Yeah, for got like it. two weeks. What's up? <laughs> oh, oh, that's the. They're, I don't even pay attention when they come out anymore. <laughs> I don't even care. They they're terrible, and their comedy is just not funny. They're not funny people. I mean, Goldust is funny when he was, you know, back in the day, and when he he was funny in the beginning of this, like when he was in the toilet, that was hilarious. That was funny, yes. <laughs> yeah, and then when he shot the champagne all over our truth's wife, like that was kind of funny. Yeah, and then after that, he was a he was a bag boy at a hotel. I'm sure it was the Shining Star Resort in like, glorious Puerto Rico. Um, <laughs> you remember when him and our truth went on that uh, that uh, haunted house thing? Oh, yeah. Ooh, spooky! Yeah. Ooh. I don't care. <laughs> Go away, Golden Truth. I don't like you. Um, my NXT uh, authors of pain. Um, they are not good. That is that is all <laughs> I have to say. Yeah. That, that is that. Not good. Jo- Jobo, I agree with you. Uh, Authors of Pain, they are the worst tag team of 2016. Uh, their finisher is awful, and they've botched it four times. Uh, they're they're don't, extre- don't forget don't forget they 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 fired a chain into the crowd. Yes, yes, that is true. <laughs> um, they they are super super green, and they're getting this huge push. Uh, they almost killed someone this past week on NXT. And uh, I don't know. They're not exciting. You know, they got old man Paul Ellering with them who can barely speak now. And it's just it's just not good. I don't yeah, like it. Pain. They're they're not they they're not good in the ring. They they can't talk, obviously, because they haven't even sp- spoken English. And uh, Paul Ellering's just he doesn't do anything for him. So here's a here's a chain. Don't uh, don't throw into the oh, you throw into the crowd. With Jack fine. Nicholson. <laughs> hey, uh. You, you want you want him to All manage? Right. Not, no, not on this show. No, no. <laughs> I just need you to do one thing for me. Yeah, move on to the next one. That's what we'll do. <laughs> oh god, there have been some bad tag teams. All right, uh, here's a new one: best TV show on the WWE Network. Now, no, I, Sean, no, just best TV show in general. 
Oh, so it, like any TV show on TV? Anything, anything at all. <laughs> all right, for for me, it's uh, it's it, no, uh, uh, Sean. I, you 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 know this, so best TV show. Oh, I'm starting. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, the the Cruiserweight Classic. It's it's that's the obvious answer. Uh, they had the best announced team of all the shows this year, and they had great wrestling. They had great storylines on it. It was the highlight of every week, and uh, you know it's unfortunately it was only ten episodes, but those were the best ten episodes that you're gonna find. So that's my pick. All right, and Jobo. Uh, honorable mention to the Cruiserweight Classic again. I haven't like watched it all yet, uh, but what I've seen, I was very impressed by. Um, but I think for me, the best TV show. I'm kind of combining something here. I'm calling it the SmackDown Total Package. Um, it's SmackDown and Talking Smack <laughs> along with it. SmackDown um, and Talking Smack. Yes, to get. I'm calling it the SmackDown that's a, that's Total a big package. package. There. Yeah, <laughs> it is a big package. You gotta get some custom tailored pants for that package. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, SmackDown, I think is the better of the two main shows. Um, I I think it, it focuses on wrestling. It's women's division is way better than Raw's women's division. Um, and talking smack with it. It's the one place where the, the superstars can, can go unscripted. Like that show has gotten some decent stuff out of Baron Corbin. (laughs) Like that's saying something about talking smack. And of course, Whenever Daniel Bryan like makes a uh, you know a, a something you know like oh I shouldn't have said that because everyone's yelling in my ear that I should have said that. he doesn't care like he really doesn't care and sometimes uh, it progresses storylines better than the main show really look what it did to the Miz I mean we all talked about the Miz uh, like it, it's doing some good things so like just that those shows together it's a you know the SmackDown total package um, mm. it, it's a good place for people to wrestle and it's a good place for people to cut good promos. I'll, I'm agreeing with you, Jobo. Talking Smack has been borderline the MVP of, of 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 wrestling right now, or at least the WWE. That that show has saved saved people's careers because Miz before the 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 big uh, is it is it real moment on Smack on Talking Smack, his character was floundering. Uh, Baron Corbin uh, is just yeah. But again, Talking Smack has saved a lot of people. It's gotten us some really good, uh, as Sean said, progressing in feuds. So uh, to me, it's it's Talking Smack. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic. I, I, I've I've been trying to find time to watch it, um, uh, but for now, until I until I see it, it's Talking Smack. Uh, Steve. Uh, uh, for me, it was it was a it was a total tie between the. Uh the Cruiserweight Classic and Talking Smack, just for purely different reasons. Cruiserweight Classic because it was some of the best action I've seen in WWE for a long, long time. Since the live sex celebration. Exactly, yes. Since I got to see Lita's boob on TV. Um, (laughs) But, but yeah, just the the commentating, the storylines, the action in the ring, just the crazy pace and, like, not knowing which way it was going to go. I thought it was crazy. Plus, I got to see Tajiri again. Tajiri has always been a low-key favorite of mine. Um... And then talking smack just because it just it's 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 promo heaven. It's what it is. It's promo heaven. That's what it's for, and uh, it's really helped a lot of guys. It's helped bring a lot of guys around to a, a different level. Miz especially, because like I said, like I said before when we were mentioning it, when he was going off on Daniel Bryan, I was physically uncomfortable from it, and um, I just thought that was very impressive. But yeah, t- total tie for me between Cruiserweight Classic and Talking Smack. One could argue that if Talking Smack didn't exist, uh, maybe SmackDown suffers a little more. But 
uh, Talking Smack's just been phenomenal. But again, Sean, I can totally see why you say the Cruiserweight Classic. And uh, for people that haven't watched it, do it. Um, all right, let's look at the best pay-per-view of 2016. Uh, who was our picks last year? That's a, this is a new one. Oh, this is a new one. Okay. So, Steve, lead us off with the best pay-per-view of 2016. Oh, man. Uh, there were some real stinkers this year. I'll say that. Uh, there were some real stinkers. Um, but the one I definitely enjoyed the most was um, the, fir- the first SmackDown exclusive one, which that was – Was that No Mercy? Backlash. Backlash. I was very happily surprised with Backlash. And considering it was the first SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view – I really enjoyed it, and I thought that was a great way to start. So I'll have to give it to Backlash. You know, Backlash was really good. Um, I went with NXT. I went with NXT TakeOver Dallas. Uh, I just remember being a very coherent show, and I think that's what a lot of the pay-per-views miss, is that they're just not very coherent. Um, Now, there's a lot of good things about NXT TakeOver Dallas, so that's why I picked it. Jobo? Um, For me, it was uh, NXT TakeOver Toronto. Um, just a solid wrestling show. Some great matches. Uh, progressively got better. Um, you know, Bobby Bobby Roode and um, Ty Dellinger, great, good start. And then you had the Authors of Pain, and then the TM sixty one or whatever uh, the hell they're called. That was good. But after that, it just got better and better and better, and some phenomenal, phenomenal matches. And Sean, uh, I hate you, Jobo, because that's my answer too. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's the, the four out of five great matches it's like you can't get any better than that you got that one stinker in there with the the dusty classic finals but other than that everything was great every single match on the on that car was great and pretty much most of the nxt pay-per-views this year just blew away all the main roster shows yeah yeah again takeovers you just you just can't go wrong with them you really can't they, they they're coherent I chose NXT TakeOver Dallas, uh, just reeling off some of the matches on that card. Uh, Ballard Joe, Nakamura Zane, Alpha versus Revival, Asuka and Bailey. There's some there's some great stuff on there with a lot of with a lot of uh, people that have gone on to the main roster and have made something of themselves. So uh, that that was my pick for 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 Dallas. Um, all right, worst pay per view. Uh, let's let's break format here for a second. I, I really want to lay into this pay per view. SummerSlam. It was six hours of wrestling. <laughs> six hours of wrestling, and my God, this that led to the that led to the, an issue that I'll argue today: why the crowd does not stand for the WWE and why crowds are so they just die. What you saw at SummerSlam, the crowd was just so. Oh my God, they were exhausted. I, by I the take end offense of it. to that, Benny. I was I was one of those crowds. Yeah, and okay, by the end of it, were you still into it? Yeah, because uh, we really? saw Randy Orton's head blood. <laughs> His head blood. That's the other reason. No, no pay Randy Orton's head blood is the most over superstar of this year. It really is. I can't wait for it to be on Talking Smack. No, <laughs> just, a, just a puddle of blood on the table. <laughs> no pay-per-view has ended quite as awkwardly as that, where I'm sitting there going, is Orton dead? I remember because I, I, I had a couple friends over. And we're, we're talking, we're what? This was close to, what was this? This was close to midnight at this point. And uh, it just ended like with Orton dead in the ring and there's blood. And I was horrified. I was happy. I was, what? 
Yeah, I did. I thought that I liked the ending. I just didn't think that they should have done it unprotected. That's all. Uh, I don't know, but to me, I mean, it, there are some good things about SummerSlam, but to me, the length of it, the they didn't need to put the the twelve man tag match in there. They could have they could have cut that crap out. Um, the the Gallows and Anderson match, I remember being very uh, the Gallows and Anderson New Day match. I mean, that was very clunky. You also had Miz versus Apollo Cruz. There's some bad stuff there. You know what? I'm breaking format two because okay. my pick, you say your pay-per-view was six hours. Mine was seven hours, and that's WrestleMania 32. Okay. The God. worst pay-per-view of the year. It was so bad that literally I had a great record on the show because I knew how bad it was going to be, and everyone else thought it was going to be great. And guess what? It turned out all the people that you expected to win did not win. And there was some really bad matches on the show. Specifically, that Hell in a Cell match was awful. The main event oh was God. boring as hell. Uh, with a street fight? Dean and Brock was disappointing. Uh, the women's match was fine. And the ladder match was fine. Everything else, AJ and, and, and Jericho was just eh. It's just, it was not, it was a, for uh, the amount of time that that show was given, it was a waste because there was the, nothing the wrong, good on that show. The wrong people won. I think that's the that's the thing they take away from that. The, like the, like a lot of the wrong people won. And I, I will say honorable mention to Survivor Series, um, but my official pick is WrestleMania. All right, let's go to Steve. WrestleMania by far. That was so much wrestling. Oh my god! I remember like I remember just being fed up with wrestling by the end of that week, and I was like, I don't even want to watch Raw. I just want to go to bed. <laughs> but it was oh my god, it was just not good. Like it, like watching like the whole. Thing, it's like the whole interview itself was just bad. It was too long. I, I just felt like a grumpy little kid that needed to take a nap. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the WWE definitely needs to learn the kiss system, which is keep it short, stupid. All right, Joe Bell, your worst pay per view of 2016. I'm expecting, uh, I'm expecting some good stuff here. Um, I that was uh, Survivor Series. I was just so bored. I was really bored. It was a mess. Every match was just a mess. And then you it were was, angry at the end. <laughs> I was angry at the end because, you know, it had a weird, crazy, controversial finish with uh, Santa versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, I was like, okay, at first, okay, let me see where this goes. Okay, next week. All right, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble. Everyone's next. And then he leaves. You were so that, angry that you called me immediately just to vent. <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. And after I thought about it, like I said, I was like, okay, let me see where it goes. And then Goldberg announces he's going to be in the Royal Rumble. Then the next week, Paul Heyman cuts a, a very good interview. And then that's it. Not, nothing happens. Nothing. To, to slow build my butt. I don't... Who cares? If, if that's my the case, butt. If that's the case, why not make it a 10-minute match? Hell, even a five-minute match, I'll understand. You know, but a minute and a half? Come on, give me a break. It was it was a stupid ending to what what had a very a match that had very good build-up, I felt. Um, for you know, a build-up for a video game, not I'm you know, granted, but you know, still had some very good build-up. Um But other than that, everything else was just a mess. It was, you know, a disappointing uh cruiserweight match, you know, a decent intercontinental match. Um, and then a bunch of mess, messy tag matches. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the big fours, uh, aside from the Royal Rumble, which that could have crept onto my list as well with the decision-making there. Um, 
Oh, really? Which yeah. decision was that? Well, I, a lot of I remember. I remember a lot of my frustration with the Royal Rumble came with the fact that they they made it Roman Reigns versus everyone. Thank God! Thank God that Roman Reigns didn't win, but God, that could have been terrible. Um, but no, I think the the big fours this year suffered. Uh, the Royal Rumble was meh, and then the Survivor Series wasn't good. Uh, SummerSlam was bad. WrestleMania was worse, in a lot of your guys' opinions. Uh, all right, so let's move to best champion of 2016. Now, last year, I believe... Clean, uh, clean sweep. It was a clean sweep. And who was it? Everyone took John Cena as the U.S. champion. Okay. This year, John Cena uh, is not going to win that award. Uh, who is our best champion of 2016? Uh, let's start with... I was going to say, who's starting? <laughs> Sean. I'll start with Sean here. All right, fine. Uh, the Revival. They're the best tag team, and they were the best champions this year. Joe Bell. The Miz, um, he made that Intercontinental Championship felt like it was sort of worth something, um, just the way he was holding on to it, um, and you know his 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 championship tour and then his championship reunion tour, like it feels like it's a it's a coveted thing for him, and he he makes it he makes it interesting. I was gonna say the Miz as well. I, I'm gonna say AJ Styles, the WWE champion. Now, it, there's a bit of an asterisk there because of the James Ellsworth stuff, and we'll get into that later, but. It, if you if you compare it to the top champions in each uh, in each show right now, uh, NXT aside, um, Kevin Owens with the with the with the Universal Title, that's it's been very rough there. AJ Styles the WWE Title, he's kept that very interesting with his match work. Uh, I believe he's what uh, nine matches that he's wrestled in 20, 2016 have been four stars or higher, according to Dave Meltzer. That's insane. Uh, so Styles has kept the wrestling aspect of the championship and he, he, champion, and he's, he's definitely elevated the WWE title from uh, Dean Ambrose, who it wasn't—I wouldn't say floundering, but just wasn't coming to his own. Steve, Kevin Owens is universal. Kevin Owens is universal champion. <laughs> Stop! Get real. Seriously, real? He took, really? He, t- he took that fruit roll-up title, and made, he's the longest—he's the longest reigning universal champion of all time. That's right, he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when they first introduced that belt, people hated it. People hated it, and that's gone. Crap. That's gone away. They crapped all over that. I feel like Kevin Owens brought some serious legitimacy to it. I feel like his heel character has really helped it. So, to take something that was, that was so deadpanned by people and to turn it around, I I think it, I think that he was the best champion. The only the only mark on that is I'm going to say is I I feel like it's become more of a. It's gotten better because Chris Jericho is around it a lot. I, th- I think he would be fine regardless. I mean, look at how he was as Kevin, NXT champion, you fine. know? I think yeah. Kevin would be fine without, Kevin, uh, without Chris Jericho. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You can't really go wrong. I mean, again, we, we haven't had a slam dunk uh, this year. Aside, Maybe you could argue the Revival were a bit of a slam dunk. But it, it, everyone's opinions are different this year. Uh, the worst champion, though, I think... Uh, we're getting to uh, a little bit of a head here. Uh, if he gets any worse, uh, Steve, who's your worst champion of 2016? Well, first of all, oh, uh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. Wait, okay. Last so, year, uh, yeah. Jobo, you had Alberto Del Rio as the U.S. champion. God, right. Um, Benny, you had Ryback as the Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, that was bad. And uh, me and Steve both had Sheamus as the WWE Champion. I stand by that still. <laughs> of course. <laughs> who's, who's our worst champion of 2016, Steve? 
Roman Reigns is U.S. champ. Barnard. All right, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna agree with that as well. Roman Ooh. Reigns is U.S. He has, he has. I think he's defended it once. <laughs> he defended against Rusev. Who else did he defend yeah. against? That's it. I cannot find any other time he defended it. Jericho on Raw. It, it, it. Did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, he did. He did. All right. So that's he's also, that's, that's two people. That's two people. Woohoo. <laughs> and he's had it since he's had it. Since, what is he he's had it since August? Uh, what didn't he win it in uh, in September at Night of Champions? I believe. Or yes. oh, sorry, yeah. Clash of Champions. Clash. Mm. Yeah, been, I was about, about to say. Feuding, I was about to say easy there, Sean. Yeah, he's been feuding <laughs> over it since August. Yes. This is dumb, dumb, stupid booking decisions, Jobo. Um, my worst champion, um, it's a tie between Roman Reigns and Kalisto, uh, both who held the U.S. U.S. title. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were both very bad. Uh, Kalisto for unmemorable reasons, Roman because it feels like the title is just an afterthought to him. And he carries it weird. Yeah. yeah sometimes he doesn't even carry it. Sometimes he just leaves it in the back in his locker. It's like, dude, have some pride. Uh, Jobo, that's funny. I actually went with just Kalisto. <laughs> oh, uh, I yeah, it was I, really bad. I because it was so like you said, it was forgettable. And also, I think he's he's he was technically a two time champion because first he won it and then lost it to Del Rio the next night on SmackDown. Yeah, and then he won it back, and then he won it back again. And I think he kept it, and then he was he was feuding with Ryback, and he had some some not so great matches with him, and then. And then Rusev just killed him and won the belt. It was it was the most uh, like even though he was technically a fighting champion, he never felt like a fighting champion. He kept getting beaten all the time, almost like the Rey Mysterio syndrome when he was the world champion, where everyone beat him, but he still kept the belt. The only difference right. is that Kalisto didn't keep the belt all the time. So to me, Kalisto is the worst champion. So the U.S. the U.S. title has gone from our best title in twenty in twenty fifteen to the worst title in twenty sixteen. Yeah, well, what are you gonna do? My God! And we all thought Roman Reigns having it was gonna be a good thing. Oh my God! Did we? All right, bet. I mean, I I mean, I thought that okay, he's gonna have a couple of good mid card feuds here, and and it's gonna keep the belt relevant. It hasn't. It, also, it, also a storyline where a man tortures Rusev and Lana and is meant to be the face. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He ruins their wedding. <laughs> My God. Like, what? He threw cake at Lana. It's not right. Did he <laughs> yeah. throw it at her? He, he, uh, did he throw it at her or did, he, or did she fall into the cake? I don't know. She might have oh, fell into it, but he was laughing it. about it. Of course yeah. he was. Because he's a baby face. And that's what baby faces do. They put cake on other people's wives. That sounds sexual. <laughs> it does. <laughs> All right. Best pay-per-view match of, of, of 2016. I, I don't believe we had a category for this last yes, year. Yes, we did. Oh, um, we did. Uh, Jobo, last year your best match was Brock versus Undertaker from Hell in a Cell. Uh, Steve, you had Sasha and Bailey at TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, I had the same as well. Um, Benny, you didn't have one last year. Oddly enough, so. Hmm. All right, who are we starting with? Uh, Steve. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, wait, Sean, Sean, Sean. Did we have your worst champion of 2016? Yeah, Kalisto. I was the last one. Oh, to go. All right, all right. <laughs> uh, so, so Sean, Sean, it's your best pay per view match. Oh, okay. Well, I have a few honorable mentions. Um, 
Zane and Owens from Battleground, I feel. Uh, Nakamura and Zane from uh, NXT TakeOver Dallas, uh, another honorable mention. Uh, and the first round match with uh, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa from the Cruiserweight Classic, uh, all honorable mentions. However, my pick for the best match of 2016 has to be the revival against DIY from TakeOver Toronto in two out of three falls. Uh, we talked about it before when we did our review show. Uh, perfect, perfect tag match. Um, they did two out of three falls great. And uh, to me, it's it narrowly beat out Nakamura and Sami Zayn. To me, it was the two of them and the two out of three falls match slightly edges it. Jobo. Uh, I have to agree with Sean. That match was just incredible. They all worked with each other and against each other very well. I'm going to go with Zayn versus Owens. Uh, the psychology of that one at Battleground, phenomenal. I mean, aside from uh, people are going to people are going to blame the botch, but even the one botch where uh, Zayn almost killed himself was just it's fine. I, I couldn't honestly, I could not remember it when it. I could not even think it was a botch when it happened because they just have such good chemistry in the ring to make the cover stuff about like stuff like that up. But uh, yeah, it's, it's to me that's the best match of 2016 on pay per view. Steve uh, Nakamura Zayn. That match was insane to me because Nakamura just he his presence is just ridiculous and it was so, it was felt insanely in that match and uh, just the way it ended with kind of like Sami Zayn saying goodbye to NXT and just I it, to me that match was, it was just poetry in motion it was absolutely beautiful and worst pay per view we're almost done worst pay per view match of twenty seventeen or twenty sixteen what was our twenty fifteen picks I know I'm I'm losing it here uh, Jobo you had Ryback versus Rusev from TLC oh my um, god no Steve you had Charlotte against Paige from Survivor Series um, Benny you had Ryback versus Big Show from Money in the Bank. Um, and I forgot about that. I forgot, honestly, all these I forgot about, except for, obviously, the one that I picked. Uh, honorable mention I had last year for the Intercontinental Title Elimination Chamber match. Um, but my pick for last year, worst match, was the 2015 Royal Rumble. <laughs> so bad. Oh, my God. That's, that's one where Reigns won and everyone booed. Yes, it is. Oh, all right. God. <laughs> all right. Uh, worst pay-per-view match of 2016, Steve. Dean Ambrose versus Chris Jericho in the Asylum match. God damn it. Oh, I was going to take Damn it. I really thought no one was going to take that. Abs- absolutely, absolutely terrible. It was the <laughs> worst thing I've ever seen. Sean. The only good, the only good thing was Moppy was there. <laughs> Sean, I want your opinion really quick. It was 30 minutes of hell. Like it was, it was built around using these gimmicks that were hung atop of the cage. And it took so long for any of them to happen. <laughs> And it led up to a, a thumbtack spot, which thankfully was sold uh, weeks later uh, by Chris Jericho. But it was like killing time up until we got to that one spot. And it was, oh my God, it was it was the most painful 30 minutes that I've seen in a long time. But I will say honorable mention uh, to Charlotte versus Natalia from Payback which was the one with uh, both Brett and Rick in their corners. Oh, that was this. That Ooh. was Montreal Screwjob Part 2. Yes, and also honorable mention to uh, Undertaker against Shane McMahon from WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> uh, I went a different route. I said, I said uh, this guy's collecting some hardware with me. Darren Young versus The Miz of Battleground. 
That was, that was bad. Good. That was just oh, really by bad. the way, Sean, for me, honorable mention, Lesnar versus Goldberg. Okay. <laughs> I forget. I, what was it? Uh, Bob Backlund fell over ripping off his shirt, and then it was a DQ. For me, that's what saved that match when that happened. Bob Backlund was like, "This is instantly the greatest thing I've ever seen." <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was when when it was Bob Backlund could not take his own shirt off, I was. I had tears running down my face. Jobo, uh, mine is. Uh, it's going way back early in the year. Uh, it's from Fastlane. It's the Wyatts versus what they were calling the Titans: <laughs> Big Show, Kane, and Ryback. Oh my God, that match was so bad. Titans. I, oh my I, god! I've been I've been on the record before saying that I'm not really into matches where it's two big guys running into each other and hitting each other. And this had six big guys <laughs> running into <laughs> each other and hitting each other. And, and this was one before uh, Braun was really getting his momentum. Why Bright Wyatt wasn't even in that match? It was Luke, uh, Eric, and uh, Braun. And you have Ryback on the other side, Big Show and Kane. Uh, need I say more? This match was bad. That was that was a Vince McMahon Tuesday night just sitting there in his office going, oh, my God, what's the it biggest was, match I can make? It was a filler match in a filler pay-per-view in a year full of filler pay-per-views. <laughs> All right. So that brings us to our final category, our best and worst superstar of 2016. But, Sean, who are our best superstars of 2015. Um, well, uh, both Jobo and Benny last year selected Seth Rollins as their best superstar. Um, Steve, you picked Kevin Owens last year, and my pick last year was Finn Balor. All right. So I get the feeling we're all going to pick the same guy. Do we want to just say it on three? Yes. One, two, three. AJ, AJ Styles. AJ Styles. <laughs> Randy Orton's head blood. <laughs> <laughs> No, AJ Styles, definitely. I was torn between him and Nakamura, but I went AJ. AJ is just... this He's the best in the world right now. I, there's no one better than him. He's, he, he's great. He's He comes in in January um, and is immediately pushed uh, by the summer. Kind of um, kind of pushed. Yeah. Well, you know, he was getting a lot of airtime. Um, it's come like the, you know... Late spring, early summer, he's put in a feud with Cena, um, and we talked about that earlier. And then, you know, come September, he's world champion. Like, and th- this is this is a guy from TNA. This is a guy from the Indies. This is this is a guy that no one ever thought would be in WWE one day, and here he is in WWE. And and by nine months into his cur- WWE career, he's world champion. It's, like, it's, it's that, a guy who a year before WWE didn't even want him. They lowballed no. him, uh, uh, low offer just to even come into the company. And now, I mean, God, they they could not be more blessed to have him again. A guy at one point that got Roman Reigns over for one night. People were people were cheering for Roman Reigns winning. Uh, granted, yeah, they that was were, they were cheering matches. for AJ. What are you talking about? They were cheering for AJ, but they were all there. Uh, it was it was very odd to hear a Roman Reigns match end with him winning and people not billing. It was odd. It was odd for yeah, they for, were booing. The they were billing. You watching? <laughs> I was at uh, I forget what was the pay per view. It was it was not Battleground. It might have been Battleground. They faced each other at Payback and Extreme Rules, and both times AJ was super over, and they did not like Roman. It was, it was Payback then, but nah. I just I just. Thought that was very interesting, but Sean, your your reason—the well, fact that he came in, he got this horrible nickname of the Pitbull, 
And he went to a feud with Chris Jericho, which he lost, by the way. And he automatically became number one contender after that match after WrestleMania. And he was put into the main event and succeeded immensely. He actually got Roman Reigns through a, a, a bunch of good matches. And the club came in. It revitalized him as a heel. He took over SmackDown, won the belt, and has been uh, carrying the company ever since. He's, he, to me, he's, he's had the biggest standout year of anyone in 2016. He is the best thing they have right now. All right, let's do worst superstar of 2016. But first, who are our picks for 2015? Uh, Jobo, your worst superstar, and I believe you, uh, d- you, you should apologize for this one. Uh, Rusev last year was your worst. Yes, Rusev, I'm sorry. I came in to WWE when you were in a bad place, and I'm very sorry. You have since grown on me, and I like you. Yeah, Jobo, you're no better than the people he feuds with because you, you, you are also I, bullying him. I know, and that's why I'm so hard on on Roman and Enzo. Because I was them once, and I, I learned from my mistake, and I hope we can create a tag team together one day. Uh, Steve, your worst last year was was uh, Dolph Ziggler. Good. Uh, Benny, <laughs> uh, your worst last year was Roman Reigns. Okay. Um, and my pick last year, I had an honorable mention for Roman Reigns, but my worst last year was Sheamus. Okay. Things have definitely changed since then. I will start with Sean for this one. Who is your worst Actually, I'm going to defer to go last on this one. Oh, you're going to defer? All right, so Steve. Uh, I still don't like Dolph Ziggler for the record. <laughs> uh, I know you don't. <laughs> he talks a big game and just constantly loses. It's all so bad. Uh, we're a superstar for this year. Oh, man. Like... It's hard. It's hard to think because there's a lot of lower tier guys that are so bad. Like there's some lower tier. Like Nia Jax is lower tier. She's terrible. Um, uh, you have guys. I mean, like both the shining stars are terrible. Um, but as far as like as high tier guys that still are getting like a lot of uh, attention, um, I have to say like Roman's just like constantly not good. He's just constantly like. It's not even like. It's not even that he's not even. War- it's not even like. It's not even that his work rate is bad or anything like that. He's just not changing, and he's just staying in this weird place where he's just, like, riding – like, he's riding this bad wave out, and he just won't, like, deviate from it. So, but he, I just – I ought to give him more superstar. He's just not – he's, like he, – he knows what he's doing is bad, but they don't change it. It must be really frustrating for him. So my worst superstar of the year has been my worst feud – my least improved. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, on. people, we have no problem with the homosexual community. No, we really don't. They're, they're great people. Regardless of what Benny says, we have no problem with Darren Young whatsoever. I don't, I don't care that he's gay. I don't. It's fine. If you're gay, it's okay. It's 2016. I am not against that. I am against his gay, it's okay. If you're gay, it's okay. Benny Pinella, 2016. If you're gay, it's okay. Be be gay. It's fine. His character is terrible. He and the ring did not get any better. And 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 if there's one thing from 2016 that I could not stand, it was Darren Young. Make Darren Young great again because it came out of nowhere. It did nothing. It had no resolution. And now he has resorted to just being a guy standing in the background. And to me, to go from nothing and to get 
somehow worse, there is nothing that for me surpasses that. So Darren Young, I'm sorry, buddy. 2017 is going to be a lot better because once you hit rock bottom, unless you get a shovel, there's no other place to go but up. Joe Bell. Uh, Baron Corbin for me. Mm. Uh, look, I mentioned before he had some you know decent moments on talking smack, but it doesn't help to excuse that the guy seems like he's bored every single match. <laughs> seems like he's bored and he doesn't want to be there, and he'd rather be riding his motorcycle or something. Um, Is that part of his character? Yeah, he rides a motorcycle. Uh, cool. <laughs> Give him an actual wolf, and maybe I'll be like interested. Um, but he just seems bored. Um, I don't buy into it at all. His character, um, at all. Uh, it, it's it's he's he's boring. He's he's very boring and. I, I mean, I, I missed TLC, so I didn't see the chairs match, but I heard it was it was pretty good. Um, maybe he should just, that should be his gimmick, chairs matches. That's all. That's his only match that he ever competes in. I would be okay with that because um, that would mean that, you know, it'd be less of him, you know, doing whatever he's doing right now with his Modoc stomach and his wet hair and his Wolverine beard. He's trying to pull the Rusev thing off with his beard. He's not going to pull it off. Ruru could pull it off. Uh <laughs> Uh, he's 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 boring. What else is there to say? I I, I kind of want to press that gemstone in his stomach to see if like maybe it'll like <laughs> evolve him into like you know something else. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. Chopo. Oh, he just comes out and looks at everyone and goes, "I challenge you to a chairs match." Just walks <laughs> away. Oh yeah, that was good, Sean. Uh, who is your worst superstar of 2016? Well, uh, before I say who my worst superstar is of 2016, uh, someone here is not going to enjoy me saying this because uh, to me, the worst superstar of 2016 is Bray Wyatt. Um, I understand why. <laughs> I, I completely understand why, Sean. I'm not even mad. I'm disappointed that we have come to this. Let's let's talk about how his his year went this year. Um, start off, he's in the Rumble in a, in a feud with uh, Brock Lesnar. Um, you know him in the in the White family eliminate Brock Lesnar, and then he just gets jobbed out by Triple H over the top rope, whatever. Uh, and then he loses his feud with Brock Lesnar. They just take it away from him. Okay, they give it to Dean Ambrose. So he has nothing for WrestleMania. Doesn't even have a match on WrestleMania. Comes out for a segment with The Rock where he gets just verbally beaten by the rock and john cena by the way uh so that was his wrestlemania moment and then he uh he turns babyface out of nowhere uh kind of interesting but they don't do anything with it because guess what he got hurt again and then he comes back starts a feud with uh randy orton one of the worst feuds of the year um and then next thing you know he and randy orton become a tag team out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever uh and he is still not putting on great matches uh he his character has not changed in fact he it's gone in reverse he's going backwards uh doing the white family gimmick again uh this time with randy orton so i guess that's kind of a change maybe uh but it's he's literally he has not evolved one bit since he came into the company and it's really just it's frustrating to see where he is now and i'm not sure if it's if it's him if it's just the company but he's he's not progressing at all character wise 
or in the ring. And to me, he's been the most frustrating person to watch in 2016. I, I, I agree. And I think if had they, you know, had he come back from his injury and they went back to the baby face route, maybe we would be, you know, in a little bit different of a place with him. Um, I, I don't know what it is, uh, if it's him or the, the company as well. I, I'm curious maybe, you know, one day if he leaves and maybe he'll do better on the indie scene. Who knows? But, you know, I, I want to see good things for him. But, you know, unfortunately, this wasn't his year. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Yes, that's his name. <laughs> I just, I don't, I, Sean. And at I, least I didn't I, pick someone because I don't like the, the what sexuality they are. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't sit here and say, oh my God, he's gay. No, but uh, with, with Bray, it's just been, he deserves better. Steve, any final comments? <laughs> well, with that, that wraps up our, our 2016 awards. Tune in exactly one year from now, December 23rd at almost 1 o'clock in the morning to hear us again. But until then, I'm Benny, Jobo, Steve, Sean. This is going to be it. This is our last podcast for 2016, guys. Ever. Ever. Yes. Ever. For, yeah, ever. Apparently, Benny thinks we're live on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, Live. I'm that delusional and that tired. Um, uh, thank you guys for doing that. I want to say thank you guys very much for for doing this podcast for one year. I've enjoyed it. Uh, we've had a lot of fun here. Uh, but yeah, this will do it for 2016. We'll talk to you again in 2017. Any final comments, guys, or or uh, do we just want to send it out in a, in a New Year's blaze of glory? I, I, I will say. Oh my God! <laughs> you know what? Let's just end with that then. Okay, good. All right. Brawn! Come on, Steve. Give us, give us more brawn. <clears throat>